right. What is up, people? Welcome to the Through the Rim podcast. All NBA, all basketball. A little bit of some other stuff here and there, you know, if we get off topic, but mainly basketball talk around here. Got the boy EJ up in here. Sure, yes, got sir. Boy, got the boy Pat up in here. What's going on? Then we got myself, Alakai. All basketball players. How y'all doing today? We're doing good, man. Doing good. Good, man. We got a lot of a lot of basketball topics to cover whatnot. I got some hot takes for you, so go ahead and get ready to disagree. <laughs> mm, all right. I like the energy already. Starting off hot. Hey, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it now. Like, all my stuff is pretty legit. Like, I don't I don't think any of my arguments are wild. Now, I know some people that got some wild takes, but mine... <laughs> You're going to get him in here. <laughs> You're going to get him as a guest eventually. Like, bro... Uh, yeah, that, that's how I feel about mine. Most of mine is pretty legit. I mean, I may get a little wild when it comes to the Knicks, but that's about it. Hey, nothing wrong being wild about your favorite team. I was like that with the Suns forever, but now it's legit, so yeah, <laughs> I yeah. can be wild about them. Yeah, 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 I'm, yeah I'm, they legit. I'll let, I'll let you know, bro. I, I know when they be on that BS for sure. <laughs> uh, hey. Like the last two years. I be trying to speak things into existence for the Knicks. Alright, so well, we're already talking about the Knicks. Let's let's go ahead and get it out the way. I know you want to talk about it, Pat. So Nets versus Knicks. They lose by what, three it was? Uh, I think it was four. I think it was on one oh six, one ten. Okay, okay. Either way, close game, but where you where you think they went wrong with that? I mean they they played a really good game. Uh, you know, Mitchell played some really good defense. Um, uh, that I mean, uh, Randall played pretty good. You know, I, I think just at this time, the Nets are a, a superior team. You know, uh, just you know, we really need another consistent score. You know, and um, Fournier, yeah, Fournier ain't been bad this year, but like, you know, I need somebody that can really score more consistently. Uh, other than Rando and Barrett, you know, and even Barrett, Barrett's been way better this year, but Barrett still ain't at a point where he could score when he wants, you know, really the only person that really was like at a spot where he could score when he wants, unless he's being double teamed is Randall. So, I mean, uh, we just need another consistent score, I think, you know, and I mean, every team needs that, but I think that that we, we run into a lot of spots, and especially in today's game, where we, we go on a draw spell, where, you know, we're not really scoring the ball, and, and then the team gets up on us, and then, you know, then that iso ball starts, and, you know, even watching it today, um, sometimes Randall feels like he's got to put it on his back, and he goes into that iso ball mode, which is which is a negative. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, he, I, the dude is a good player, but that iso ball ain't it. So, you know, but... Not not a bad loss. I think we are we on the up. Uh, a lot of these dudes is 21, 22. So yeah, I got a young team. Team. I think uh, where that game went wrong because it was close for the most part of the fourth quarter that I've seen is uh, RJ Barrett made a free throw he should have missed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made a, He even said he's like I should have missed it because that would have that would have given the chance to put him at a tie to go in overtime. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just unfortunate. I, I mean, yo, hey, for once they made a free throw because that ain't something they've been doing all year. <laughs> I think we worst in the league in free throw shooting. Really? Damn. Yeah. I think um, 
actually, speaking of that game being close, Dallas had a fight with uh, Boston right after that that pretty much ended the same exact way, damn near. Except for, I think Boston was getting blown out for a good portion of that game. I mean, well, you know, Boston is on... Or no, I'm the way around, sorry. Uh, Mavericks were getting blown out. Yeah, I mean, uh, I want to pull up some stuff right here, so give me a quick second here. You good. While you pull that up, just give some of my thoughts on the Knicks in general. Um, I didn't see this next Knicks game, so I can't go too much into detail about you know, kind of the game itself. I just pulled the stats while you both were talking about it, though, and the box score, just kind of get an idea of what was going on. And I'm glad EJ gave a reasoning for how the game ended, because looking at the score and the box score and the stats and everything, I was like, wait, you know, game was kind of close and the Nets actually led in like I think what I just saw was like rebounds and stuff um, I think the two more free throws only had three more turnovers in the uh, Nets so it was like okay, I'm glad you get that uh, explanation because I was kind of curious as to how the Knicks did lose I know Durant did drop 53 I saw that yeah, so. that's <laughs> definitely, <the main> thing. <laughs> definitely a factor Katie you know Katie doing Katie things especially when um, it's only him on the court and carry out for whatever reason and they did just trade off hard end, but We'll see how that all comes together. Ben's still not playing either. Yeah. Um, and then for the Knicks, I saw that Randall, Barrett, and Fournier had 75 between them. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's our new big three. I mean, yo, know, like, cause let me let me look. What Fournier is averaging? He's averaging 14 a game this year. Um, you know, last five games and the same thing me and Eden talked about before. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just so all over the place. You know, 25 today, last game 12, 10. 15, 7, it's, you know, there's it's, it's no consistency with this dude. And that's what pisses me off about him. You know, right. I, I, and that's why I said, like I said, I need another consistent dude who's going to be, can do that every night. I mean, Barrett, like I said, Barrett, I mean, Barrett's been pretty consistent. It's 24, 23, 18, 29, 24. So, you know, and Randall's starting to ask, ever since he found out he wasn't getting traded, he's starting to play a little bit better. So, I mean, <laughs> And Mitchell Robinson playing pretty good too. So I mean, they're a young team, man. They're a young team. Get Fournier out of there. Get Randall out of there. I'm good. Since we're still on the topic of the Knicks, here we'll, we'll throw in a, a quick hot take, nothing crazy. So I know a lot of Knicks fans, including yourself, are big on the Zion sweepstakes. Does that instantly make you championship caliber, or how you feel about that? Well, you know, you, so you know, I'm one thousand percent in. The, the Zion sweepstakes. All next fans are. <laughs> yo, bro, that that's the only reason they went and got Cam Reddish. I mean, uh, that that was a, a a strategic move, and um, that's why they're gonna keep Barrett. You know, so they they they, they know he want to come. You know, it gives them a little bit of leverage, and I think it takes you know leverage away from our. Uh, uh, New Orleans because a lot of other teams aren't going to throw all of this these trade assets and players at, at the Pelicans because you don't even know if he's going to resign. You Where? know, and, and so I mean, you know where he want to play, so you just, you sign him. It's like signing Kyrie. I don't know what he's going to do. You know what I mean? So I, I I believe that the Knicks have all the leverage in this situation. And don't get me wrong, I still think we can offer him pretty good trade because you think about it. If you give him like Randall, Fournier, a um, couple picks, you know that number one, and I'm not gonna go into us making us better just yet, but that automatically makes the Pelicans better because now you got a combination of C.J. McCollum, Randall, and Ingram, so that automatically makes them better. Don't forget, man. 
people forget that Brandon Ingram and CJ are offensively sound like Jordan. Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> know what I mean? Training. So you throw Randall in there, he's like a third option. You know that so that makes him a better. My only big thing about the whole thing is his foot injury. I don't know how serious that is. You know, the weight thing is one thing, but the foot injury, you know, I, I, once we trade all of those white stuff to get him, and I'm sure we're going to have to trade a lot, that pretty much gives up any other trade we can do in the future after that, really. And if that don't work out and he really is a legit injury-prone player, we're in trouble. But I'm still all in. What uh, what do you, what do you think, Alec? Um, if the Knicks were to get Zion, I can't say they're championship contenders right off the bat just because the caliber of their team right now and to Pat's point about needing to really wait and see what Zion will be able to bring to the table and ideally you know we always want to see athletes be healthy so hopefully that would be the case but that is a factor with Zion because just he has been out with injury for so long had his shoe blown out at Duke he had him you know dealing injuries since he's been in the league and now this ongoing foot bone injury so unfortunately you know he's been plagued by injuries but we've seen what Zion can do when he is on the court the man is a freak of nature. <laughs> so, like, he's when he's injury prone. And I did see a very interesting stat regarding him and his draft class. So he's near the bottom of the list in games played. Everybody in his draft class, and like everybody who's beneath him, isn't even in the league anymore. <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like Jaw is fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, Jaw is. is a, <laughs> um, but to kind of just continue the point too like I definitely think it'll make him better and if Zion is healthy that's I don't know if I can just say scary off the bat because I feel like they probably need a couple more pieces or let their younger players develop and play a little more um, that's kind of one of the gripes I have with the Knicks right now and I think a lot of Knicks fans might also it's just that how Pat was saying they have a lot of young players but we don't see a lot of Cam Reddish we don't see a lot of um Grice, I think one of the, the names. I'm not too familiar with all the players because I've been looking at a lot of basketball recently, so I might get names mixed up. But there's like a lot of um, younger players that should get playing time, especially once they were consistently losing. Like I know right now they've been doing a little better, especially Randall playing up to what we expect again. Um, but all those times when they were kind of losing those blowout games, and so it's like, you know, Thibs, why don't you put in some of these younger players, give them some more, min- more minutes? Like why is Todd Gibson getting all these minutes, sort of situations like that? So I feel like a combination between Zion, Barrett, you know, because that would be the def- definite focal point. If they keep Cam Reddish too, that's a definitely a good amount of offense. Barrett's coming into his own. We know nobody can really stop Zion when he's on the court. Yeah. Cam Reddish can get buckets. Uh, he's a hooper too, so that's already a good amount of offense. And then just you know putting the right amount, right pieces around them, and it's open up. Go ahead, say that again, Eric. Down defensively, low key if he stays healthy, because Mitch is pretty nice when he plays. Yeah, yeah. And he's been a little bit healthy this year, knock on wood. So. Alright, alright, so yeah, have, uh, we, we'd have to see it, you know, you never know. They they yeah. could they could overperform like they did what? Nah, nah. Uh, nah they I'm could. getting my super hot take, yo. If he told me they healthy, yo, we already best in the East. Oh, best in the East? <laughs> that, that's best hot, alright. Hot takes already, though. Yo, bro, that, yeah, that's, that's, yo, bro, think about it. He come Chicago, they, I like Chicago, but they can't beat the good teams in the NBA. Milwaukee, you know, uh, uh, I, Milwaukee's still there. <laughs> okay, I'm about to say Milwaukee's. Uh, <laughs> Brooklyn, good, bro. I, I, 
Yeah. Brooklyn is on the way out the door. They can't even stay healthy. Like, I, I, I don't know about Brooklyn. So really, all I'm worried about really is Milwaukee. What about the Heat? I feel like the Heat are always slept on. They've been number one again this year, and then. <laughs> I think I'm Miami because I'm a Miami fan at heart. But uh, kind of hot take on them. I hold it until later. But you can't sleep on Miami. They're they're a good team. Yeah, they're, no, they're that, a good team. That's what I'm saying. Any NBA talk, basketball talk, just across the board, whether it's like. NBA media heads or just the average fan commenting on stuff. Oh, never, nobody ever talks about Miami. It's like, yo, I think last year they were number one for a good bit. This year they've been number one. They had that year where they made it to the finals in the bubbles. Like, nobody ever paid attention to them. Why nobody talks about Miami, in my opinion, is just because they don't have the Steph Curry's, the LeBron's doing these ridiculous things that are like inhumane. It's like a, just they have a collectively bunch of good basketball players and they just win games. It's almost like the Spurs. Like the Spurs, you don't see them on ESPN. They just feel like when Tim Duncan was there, it was a bunch of post hooks. Like no one cares to watch Tim Duncan do 18 post hooks a game. But they're winning games, so you can't be mad at it. So that's that's why I feel like Miami. And, and they just got Victor Oladipo back, I think. Yeah, they did. I saw that too. And then I, to your point, Eric, as well, I can agree with that, especially as a Suns fan, because even now too, I feel like when people are talking about oh, who's championship contenders, who's doing really well in the NBA, you know, this year, last year, you saw a lot of those comments too. The Suns, even though they talked about more now, especially because they have Booker, and then when CP3 is healthy, it's all about leadership. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Even compared to like the, you know the other teams you mentioned, Lakers, Warriors, they don't get as much um, airtime or play when it comes to being talked about. So I definitely see that. I can see that's why the Heat's not talked about as much. Because Jimmy Butler is a two-way player. I mean, he's pretty athletic. But he don't do high-flying dunking. Get to the hoop, couple layups, play some really good defense. Bam is the same way. You know, it's big man get down underneath the basket, put it up. You know, he works hard. He rebounds. And it's, it's really just just hard work on that team. It's not a whole lot of raw talent, like you know. What I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. they, they don't got like what, sure. what we talking about. They, they don't have like no super elite dudes. Yeah, it's just they a, got a bunch of really good dudes. <laughs> the same way, yeah. the same way Atlanta has been in, which I don't even know how. We're, I don't even want to talk about them right now because they're way better than they should be. I don't get it. <laughs> and they got the same team. I think, if I remember correctly, the beginning of the season, they were injury prone for a good bit, too. Like, I think between injuries and also, I think, COVID protocols, they had a lot of that go back and forth. And so, I think there's even, like, a couple games that had, like, no, basically no players and making sure they could even play a game because they had to have enough players. I think it's maybe, like, a 10-day or two. So, I think, at least at the beginning of the season, I don't know if it's been the case the whole season, but I think that plays a factor to why their record didn't start up too often. Yeah, uh, that, I, that's fair. I can see that. But, I don't know. I just feel like nothing was significantly made to their team to where it should be where they're that bad like they're the playing like i can understand missing players here and there but like they're it, they were bad like really bad <laughs> at the start of the season they, they picked them start terrible terrible yeah, I, what what did i understand oh i mean they're in the playing right oh yeah 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 they're number 10 okay Ugh, I don't know, but um, change the subject just a little bit real quick. Uh, y'all see that Warriors versus Bucks game last night, bro? Clay went crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I saw some of the highlights, the Clay highlights especially. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of last night, I know we're gonna, we can talk about this one first, but this between last night and even just this last week, there's been a lot of players going off. <laughs> like, yeah. Last night I had Clay with 38, I think 83 points made. Josh Hart had 44, I think. Uh, Jordan Clarkson 46 off the bench. Like, where? Your boy Braun the other day. 
Ron had 50. Ron had 50, what, that's twice in a week or something like that, man. Oh, that dude, like, got a fountain of youth in his backyard. Exactly. And then break his thing back, trying to carry this team at his age now. Bro, that... (laughs) That's crazy. I mean, yo, they they number nine. They in the play. You never know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we know what Brown can do, but Brown getting up there and if yeah, nah. you gotta drop fifty just to get get into the play, I don't know. And yeah, nah, that's true. It's it's literally just a shit show. Like I ain't gonna lie, it's a shit show. And they they can only blame themselves, man. They had all the pieces to bring together a collectively sound team, and they're just like, you know what? We're just gonna get Westbrook and replace all our problems with the same problems. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, we're bad at transition defense and we're bad at not turning the ball over. So we're just gonna get a player who does the same things we're bad at. <laughs> I think they said um he wanna he wanna batter there this off season. He, no, it's not that he want. He's up out of there. That's the question. <laughs> There's no he wants. He's up out of here. Like, all, all the talk is saying that relationship is done. But before we get, we can get to the Lakers stuff too. But I know you just mentioned the Warriors and Clay and everything. But uh, oh yeah, Clay went crazy, bro. When I put the game on after I came back from getting some food, man, it just it seemed like everything that dude put up was going in. But the thing with the Warriors that I don't like, and this this may be a little bit of a hot take, slight hot take. I'm not gonna give the crazy hot ones just yet. But I feel like if although Clay was hot, I feel like he don't get enough slander for not doing shit. Like he just yeah. had at eight points. <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, nobody ever gets no upset when he doesn't when he doesn't hoop because that happens a significant amount where he doesn't show up and it's just like, yo, with all these comments that we give Bron, that we might give Giannis and B, just other you know all, uh, superstars, but whenever Steph doesn't perform, nobody says anything. <laughs> like last night is probably a bad example of this, just because you know Clay was hot and he was in straight feed Clay the ball mode, but there, there's moments where Clay may not be. In, may not be on or as hot as he needs him to be and neither is Steph and Steph just chilling like casually with like less than 15 points no one says anything bro like they lose the game and it's like all right they both played bad but like they say both it's like bro he played bad too he took a part of it he's supposed to be their best prime elite dude and no one really cares to slander the way they would Kawhi or Braun or KD, these top tier players, they'll get all the slander for one bad game. Steph does it all the time. <laughs> but he'll go on like four or five game losing streaks where he's shooting like twenty four percent, and it's like, bro, what are you doing out there? I think if, <laughs> I don't know. I know you're both playing your uh, laptops, I believe, but I think they only they aside from the game they just won. I think they're like what seven to twelve or like losses though or something like that. They lost like most of the last game. Yeah, they just got this dub, so. To your, yeah. both, both your points, like, I mean, Curry probably has been, I don't know, the exact stats from his last couple games, but I'm sure he's had those games in there. But even just generally speaking, like, I think we all see it and are in agreement with that. Like, mm. Curry don't be getting that slander when he don't perform. And it's just like, yo, <laughs> hold him to the same really no. uh, measure that you hold everybody else. Right. Yeah. I agree. The dude's the greatest shooter ever. It's not a question about it at all. Right. Like, as a crazy highlight reel when it comes to just the amount of shots he does make and how crazy some of them actually are and the difficultness to it but <laughs> you can't just be avoiding all this smoke bro. like there's no way <laughs> nah, yeah. i don't think yeah. any of us here are uh disagreeing or diminishing how good of a player curry is the man oh yeah there. yeah um, they but, they, yeah. He don't even get enough slander for losing after being up 3-1. <laughs> that, that is true. He no. don't. <laughs> We're being honest. Bron did that. 
motherfuckers be like, bro, fucking. Oh, bro, about to have LeBron. Let's say some wild shit. LeBron did that. They already got LeBron for the losses he had in the finals in general. So he was the end of it. For hard he to make the finals. You want to be mad at him for not winning all of them? Like, bro, what? Like, would have been better not to make the finals. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. And it's like. People, when it comes to making it uh, to the finals and winning the finals, people always compare him to Jordan, obviously. Jordan's six for six. But, and this is just my personal opinion. It may be kind of hot, but people make it seem like, A, Jordan wasn't getting his ass beat first half of his career. And B, he didn't have a Hall of Famer or defensive player of all time, Scottie Pippen, with him all six of those championships, bro. Make it seem like Scottie Pippen never existed. Like, like bro. Jordan not out there playing one on five. LeBron, for at least one of his finals runs, was legitimately playing one on five. Mike lost a, a whole ton of games in the first couple rounds. He just didn't lose in the finals, but he was losing in the first two rounds often. Yeah, and it's fine, no, but people people don't talk about that a lot. It's like, oh, Jordan's a goat. He's six for six, but it's like, what did it take to get to that point? Even when I'm, I was watching that. Uh, all-star break and they did that NBA 75 when Jordan came out and everybody was going crazy I'm just like bro it's it's nothing nobody could do I think that will ever surpass him because you know people don't want him surpassed that's facts that's definitely a good point (laughs) so what Eric was just saying I'm like you give people facts and like context and everything between you know the Braun versus Jordan debate and they just won't hear it. They're just like, oh, no, 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 it doesn't matter, or it doesn't count, or different errors. Like, yo, yeah. like, <laughs> I'm giving you counterpoints, but you just don't want to accept them. Like, the yeah. point is having this conversation. And, like, it's okay that Jordan, you know, had his L's, you know, like you said, uh, getting to the finals and those playoff series where he just didn't make it. But, you know, we can't shit on Braun for his L's in the finals. But then that man, I think, was consistently always in the playoffs until recently, until, like, uh, yeah, until recently. Yeah. yeah. I know there was a stretch for, like, I think it was like he first went to Miami. There was like a stretch right after that between Miami and his second stint in Cleveland, where he was in the finals like almost a decade straight. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> he is he his own dynasty, bro. Like, come on now. Bro. What are we doing? What are we doing here? I don't know how that dude's body is held up for this long, bro. Send a million dollars in your body, you find out. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to say, Bron definitely is not shy about how much he spends on his body and takes care yeah. of it. Which, hey. If you got all that wealth, that's something to do with it, so. I'm sure. Yeah. Get him out. But, hey, I'm going to throw in a hot take real fast just because I remember Pat brought up the NBA top 75 list. So, I'm going to let y'all know right now, Kyrie is a better basketball player than Dame. Dame should not be on that list. <laughs> oh, for sure. It oh, should have yeah. been, been Dwight before AD and, uh, Kyrie, and uh, Dame, in my opinion. I feel like yeah. that Dwight was an easy snub in that. Yeah. I feel like everybody agrees with two. All you see is like, oh, Dwight got snubbed, Dwight got snubbed. Like, he really did, in my opinion. With the, there's, there's a lot of people on that list which I'll get into a few more of them in a minute. I just feel like the Dame specifically I'm just like oh for sure yeah he, like he hasn't even been in the league that long <laughs> like what he hasn't done anything really like he hasn't won no scoring titles he hasn't won no assist titles he's never made it to the finals he's, obviously he doesn't have a chip so it's like what has he done <laughs> to put him uh, in the I don't get it. You know what I mean? Kyrie's got a championship. I mean, he's just a better all-around player. I mean, you know, oh, you watch his game, and Dame will like will go on like um, stints where he's not scoring points. 
he has games with um shooting 20 something percent 12 points you know Kyrie don't really do that like I, I i don't get it i feel like it was like on purpose like people like dame more he's not as uh problem creating as you know but i i don't it, I, I don't get that one you know just to add to that real quick before i let you go alakai i i can see how people do like him more i can see how he has like the dame time i feel like he's more profitable to the nba maybe that's why they did that <laughs> Kyrie doesn't have that Kyrie just is just Kyrie. dame has the dame time stint about him so that that could have be something about it i'm, I'm not sure the earth is flat that's what did it <laughs> <laughs> nah yeah I, I agree with both of you um Kyrie definitely should be before Dame. So Dame, just Dame making it out was just flagrant as hell. Like I feel like everybody that saw that was like, what the hell why is Dame on? Bro. Even AD has you know some accolades to defend his placing on the NBA 75 list. So right. you know I just said that Dwight should be on before him, but like at least AD has a case to be on it. I feel right. like to everything you just said, Dame hasn't really accomplished anything to where like okay yeah Dame's on it. He has some All Stars, but that's kind of really all he has. So ain't nobody yeah. living off of All Star appearances, man. Right and. <laughs> I don't know. I, I agree with both y'all. I feel like it's just kind of maybe the inner politics of the NBA, just the profitability, marketability of Dame, Dame time and everything. They talk about him more. They prop him up more. Oh, you know, Dame's carrying the team out there in Portland, but it's like, ah, I don't know. I feel like he'd be escaping some slander like Curry, too, being honest. Oh, carrying, you know. <laughs> carrying the team to a first-round exit. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, I know people were saying they need to break up the Dame and CJ, and they did, finally. Honestly, too I'm late. curious to see who does better. Yeah, it is too late as well. But I'm curious to see who does better between the two of them. Like, obviously, well, I, I can't even say obviously. I'm about to say the Trailblazers are a better team than the Pelicans, but honestly, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know right now. <laughs> Bro, you see, they traded away all their even solid players for like Gatorade bottles, bro. Like, <laughs> they, I think the Pelicans, fully healthy, obviously, if Zion is there, much better team than Portland. Much oh, yeah. they, might be, they might be better right now. Even without Zion, I think, you know, with the scoring power of CJ, Brandon Ingram, and they got a few pieces over there. They got, um, uh, what do you call it? What's that dude's name? Um, I can't. I don't really watch Pelican games at all. <laughs> One thing I watch is their Twitter feed, and if it's about Zion. <laughs> That's fair. At Nick's info, that's all you're trying to do. Yep. <laughs> but not like dudes over there. Either way, I can't think of it right now. But they got a few dudes that are all right. You know, what I mean, I ain't gonna say they're great or bad, but I know they're not terrible. So, but I mean, like if Brandon Ingram and TJ, that's enough to be decent for sure. And outside of Dame for Portland, it's like I don't even know who's left on the team. <laughs> Nurk is, yeah. but I feel like he doesn't do enough because we don't hear about him. Um, or maybe he just does what he needs to do and that's it, but it's not enough. And he always uh, gets injured. That's true. We have a, they have um, Anfernee Simons. I'm like, he says his name. Oh, he he's actually, been balling. Yeah, I'm about to say, he's, he's been good. He's, he came out. He, he got more playing time and everything because I know he used to have spurts where we'd see him, but oh, damn, you know, he's kicking hoop. But uh, he's got more playing time. I feel like he's more of a pivotal role and more in the rotation. So he actually, you know, has some good-ass games. He'd he be hooping. Um, so I'll give them that, but and they got Josh Hart, which Josh Hart brings some defense, and if he's gonna be scoring like this, maybe that'll help. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's up in forty at night, bro. Y'all got yourselves a little, a little prospect there. I'm about to say, but aside from that, though, yeah, there's not really much I can think of or know of when it comes to the Trailblazers. Like nobody's nobody's worried about the Trailblazers. I feel like nah, <laughs> nobody. Trailblazers when they had their teammates. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> They only got past that one round with um that game winner against PG <laughs> over PG. 
facts. They had that that one year where what was it? They they made it to the Western Conference Finals and blew it. That was it, bro. That was their only chance. And ever since then, it's just been gone further and further downhill. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like plateau. They ain't even going down. Just plateau. First round exit. First round exit. First round exit. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> I was that trying to be that Orlando Magic area of time where. You're consistently good enough to make the playoffs, but you're consistently bad enough to not do anything outside of the first round. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. I'm trying to get some picks. Either we going to win a championship or we going to suck. That's what I want. I don't want to be in the middle. <laughs> All right, commit to the rebuild or either commit to the rebuild, know what you're going to do with your assets so you can, you know, if you're going to go by trading and everything, you know, rebuild that way or, to your point, go all in with whatever superstar all-star you need to get so you can go for that championship. <laughs> Or if, if you're just in the middle, you're not gonna do anything in any, any direction. It's like you gotta pick a direction. <laughs> yeah, that that is very true. Um, change the subject just a little bit. I know you mentioned earlier yesterday when we spoke, uh, Malachi. You wanted to talk about John Wall. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> free John Wall. Nah, because I know we were talking about. Uh, what was I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but. It had to do something with either, I think about my, it was the Rockets game or something like that, or maybe the Westbrook situation, but basically just, I thought of John Wall, and it's just like, yo, what is going on over there with John Wall? <laughs> like, I remember earlier in the season, it was like, I think some talk or like an article about, you know, the Rockets want him to play, he wants to play, they're going to try to work something out, but what happened? Nothing's came, <laughs> nothing came into fruition, so what is going on over there in Houston? All I know is that, you know, he's injury prone, so they're probably trying to hold him out so he don't get injured and make his stock even less than what it probably already is right now. Mm-hmm. But I know that <laughs> when the Lakers were thinking about trading for him, if they were just going to swap him for Westbrook straight up, I was all for it. I was like, it don't make, don't make us no worse. They're basically <laughs> on paper the same player. <laughs> yeah. The difference is one person is a little bit better at not turning the ball over. I was going to say, I don't think John Wall is as uh, prone to turn the ball over. And I feel like he... I know Westbrook used to be better at this. I don't know what happened to him, but I feel like John Wall would be a better finisher around the paint, too. I know what happened I, to him. He, I, he broke his hand. That's what I happened. I mean, yo, I, honestly, like, I, I, what I keep wondering is, what is the end game? Like, what are they trying to, like, are you not, I mean, are you not going to trade him? I mean, because of the contract? Are you going to buy him out, let him play? Like, I really don't understand what Houston's end game is here. Well, the, the game is, they want to trade him. It's just, is it? thing is though is that a contract yeah he's not giving up that money (laughs) there's not very many people willing to take it on (laughs) that's the thing so they're just kind of stuck with it with that though it's like why not i know he's injured prone but why not play him at all though like he don't get no minutes whatever that man stuff on the court is like at least play him somewhat if you're trying to get you know trade him give him some trade value so some other team will you know have a reason to show interest otherwise we're kind of in this rut there and now where it's just i hurt himself and that dude hurt himself in the kitchen. He get on the court, he might get hurt in the first play. As soon as he gets crap, bro, they're gonna be like, You wanna trade? Be like, yo, I got some extra towels I can give you. That's all about you gonna get. <laughs> yes, that's fair. I mean, this is some sort of buyout situation then. I mean, they've had him for a feel long enough to where they could have worked something out like that, but they haven't. He's just taking up space on the bench. <laughs> that is true. I, he's I, still I, getting paid, so I mean yeah, he's chilling, <laughs> but just yeah. as, like, from a fan standpoint and then from an organization standpoint, like, what's going on? <laughs> he's not mad about it. I know he's not mad about it. He don't nope. care. Take the money regardless. <laughs> yeah. But he's just going to ride that wave out because he knows that's the last contract he's going to get like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, that sucks. 
Yeah, I would, I would like to see him play, like, regardless of where it's at. You know, I would like to see him on a team where he's actually committed to a certain role, whether that be starting, coming off the bench. I know him coming off the bench may not be in his mind. But, um, I need to be. <laughs> him and Westbrook. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, they're... Westbrook, I feel like John Wall would be more open to it just given the fact that he just play. Westbrook is too egotistical for his own good to where he won't accept it. But but he needs to accept this. It's like, bro, we get it. In OKC, where you were the man, you know, you start off a game one for ten, and you get all the touches, and you end ten for twenty something. It looks okay, but when you're in a winning or trying to be in a winning situation where you don't get that many touches, and that one for ten really stands out, it's like, bro, you gotta, you gotta realize, bro, you gotta, you gotta get that under control. And I just, I don't, I don't think he realizes that his play style does not lead to winning basketball. It's like it's fun. Don't wrong. I like watching Westbrook play. But put him in a situation like LA where they're trying to actually win games and you know have a winning culture. That's just not Westbrook. Like he just don't play like that. You can't, you can't name his line, bro. It's like you just kind of have to let him do him, and then whatever happens outside of that happens outside. Of that. that was kind of like how it was with Kimba, you know. Like uh, he, yeah, when you used to get all the touches, you get 30, 40, but now you you get less touches and you go on two for thirteen. It's like ah. Uh... This ain't working for me, bro. And you got bad knees. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta go. <laughs> is he hurt right now, or is he just coming off the? Nah, bench? nah. They, they didn't agree to pretty much say, right, we're just not gonna play no more for the rest of the season. If I can say he's out of there, that, that's over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't doubt it. But um, speaking of Kimba, I think the Isaiah Thomas uh situation is working out in Charlotte. They resigned him to another contract, right? Yeah. Uh, I know he's on a ten day. Did they already sign to another one? I think they did. I think they put him on another 10-day. I don't know how well he's been playing, but I do know Charlotte is fun to watch. That's for sure. I've been watching yeah. the Charlotte game. I didn't think I'd ever say that in my life. <laughs> I mean, they got LaMelo. Lamello yeah, it's because LaMelo. Miles Bridges, also athletic as hell, putting down crazy dunks. I mean, they, they're not a bad team. They got good core pieces like LaMelo, Miles. P.J. Washington does what he needs to do for them. They got a James Blue Knight, I think, was their rookie. Um, they, just, they got Harrell, which... Eh, I mean, I feel like we need to probably see a little more to see how that works out. He ain't really moving pieces, but right. their team overall isn't, like, bad. They still got, got Hayden, right? I haven't seen that man play, and I don't even know when. Yeah, they do. Oh, look and Terry Rose. Terry Rose there. Oh, yeah. They got Scary Terry, Terry too. So Terry. Not... <laughs> I like Scary Terry a lot, man. He's, he's fun to watch. He's a bucket, man. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then now they got, you know, IT veteran and then also can give him some quick buckets. Obviously, the whole defense and then just his height, too, going to be a factor against them. But like you said, they've been working out so far. So curious to see how that goes as well. I mean, I, I, I like Charlotte. It's a fun team to watch, you know, watching Mike sit over there and get pissed off. That's one of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, Mike. <laughs> but, you know, they got a lot of... They got, got a lot of good young talent down there. Oh, yeah. Don't they got Kelly Oubre or something like that? They do. Yeah, they do have Kelly Oubre. And then uh, it looks like Hayward is out with injury right now. I mean, that, that surprised me. <laughs> that dude did, bro. He fleeced everybody. Kelly? No, uh, oh, Hayward. Hayward. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, they got some decent pieces, you know I mean? They, you know, so they're not bad. They're fun to watch. That'll be good. Like, the bridges, like, you have to watch they're entertaining as hell. Yeah. No, yeah, I like the I like watching Warriors games too. Like I said, they're not bad, so it's not even a hard watch. Like oh, you got to put them with some terrible gameplays. Like no, they they good enough. Like they they're a decent NBA team basically. I feel like it's good. An apt description of them. 
they're yeah. not trash, but they're not obviously, you know, championship contenders. But it seems like they have a general idea of what they're probably going to move forward with when it comes to their players and stuff. Yeah. Right. It adds it adds a little bit of versatility to what we used to make fun of as like the the easy east. <laughs> so oh, yeah. sure. east, east is tough now. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the east is good now. this year. Right, I think the east might be better than the west. Yeah, I think so. At least it's definitely arguable because in the east you have uh, Miami, Brooklyn, the Bucks. Um, you, you got Philly. Philly, so that's kind of the top four right there. Uh, yeah. We have the Raptors are right there. The Hornets are kind of right there. Um, Chicago. Chicago's there, too. They add them up to that top four, make it like a top five. Um, the Hawks, kind of. They're you know, like on the back on the uptrend, upward trend. Um, so that's, that's a good amount right there. And then the rest of the team, I mean, like, obviously on the bottom of the barrel in the East, which is kind of really the magic mainly. Um, the Pacers are kind of down there, too, unfortunately. Um, but overall, it's not as bad as it used to be, like you said, the, the East. And then in the West, you have the Suns and the Grizzlies at the top. Um, you got you have the Jazz, but we know they're a regular season team. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Mavs have been doing actually good with their record and everything too. Um, Denver, Denver. Yeah. See, Denver, I'm not too big on. Like, yeah, we know what Jokic can do, but overall, it's just like. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they, well when Murray come back and Porter come back, then I think that's they're gonna be a problem. They need Murray. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that last to keep it on, bro, he was killing people. Yeah, word. <laughs> if you forget, bro, before that injury, he was murdering in the playoffs. He was single-handedly for the most part in some situations or certain games, really pushing them through, like to those wins. Because you know Jokic is gonna do his thing regardless, but like there was a few games where if it wasn't for Murray. Those wins wouldn't even be there, like at all. Oh, is this true, bro? Yeah, they're saying Tom Beatty's coming back to the Bucks. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> like Tom Brady is like LeBron, bro. You got to kill that dude to get him out of there. <laughs> but um, y'all wanna cover the topic of championship caliber teams? Who you got? Who you think is gonna make it far? Uh, I mean, I, if I had to go in the East, um, I'm, I'm gonna go Brooklyn. I hate them. I don't like Brooklyn. Um, but you know, just it looks like KD is back. Kyrie is is back, and there's rumors that he might end up playing home games in the playoffs. Um, and, and then and then if, if Simmons comes, I mean, he just you know, that's the perfect setup for him. You got, oh, he, he's on the court. There's nothing but shooters around him. You got Curry, you got Irvin, you got Durant, and you got three players that can all play off the ball. I mean, it, it's a perfect scenario for him. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't think nobody in the East can beat a healthy Brooklyn. You know what? I, I can't say I, I disagree with that because I mean, outside of the real threats, because Brooklyn really only has, in my opinion, three real threats and that's Philly if they play to their full potential like people say that they should or can Milwaukee which is obviously the defending champs and then Miami which is yeah. the, really shouldn't sleep on but outside of those three teams I don't really like Chicago's good but I, like you said I don't see them as good enough to beat the good teams to, at least to make it to the finals so that's just my opinion I think those those four teams are the real the real threats to make it to the finals in the east yeah, and I and, and on another note, well, I didn't mean to cut you off. 
Um, I really don't see them Philly being able to beat them. They destroyed Philly the other night, and Philly had a fully healthy team, and Ben Simmons isn't even playing yet. So, I mean, I, I could see Miami. Miami could be a tough one for them. That's a physical team. Those aren't a real physical guys. So, uh, Miami will be a real bad matchup, I think, for Brooklyn. Word. Uh, Alec, how you want to chime in on that? Yeah, um, for the East, in agreement as well. I feel like it's relatively clear-cut. Brooklyn, um, once everybody's playing on the court together. I mean, even with the Kyrie situation, I, I don't know. I personally, it's hard to say. I want to say I don't think if Kyrie can't play home games, they'd be able to win it all. But who knows? Maybe they could pull it off between what KD can do um, and what you know Kyrie can do when he does play. And then obviously with Ben Simmons playing, I think Pat brought up a good point that Ben Simmons should be in the ideal role for himself, um, to where he doesn't, you know, he won't be asked to provide too much offense. And hey, maybe he will with a new situation like this, and, and you know, not have to worry about the Philly situation. He might actually have some more offensive abilities that he's been working on that he wants to show. We'll, wait, we have to wait and see. So I'm gonna say that for sure as a factor, but. It'd be interesting if you come out on the court and see him actually start taking jumpers. This is all I'm gonna say. I would love. I honestly would love this. This, this, this is gonna be my hot take for this specific moment while we're on the topic of the Nets and Sixers. Mm-hmm. I personally thought that mm-hmm. they won that trade, but that was just me because the way I see it is, yeah, Embiid is great, undoubtedly the best center in the league right now, for sure, my opinion. But um, I feel like. What was a big factor in that that trade for the Nets to win, in my opinion, was the fact that they gave up Seth too. So, and people forget the Nets. If this is this is obviously if they're fully healthy, the Nets perimeter shooting wise have Kyrie, KD, now Seth Curry, and for whatever reason, people forget it, that Joe Harris is on the team. Like the dude ain't a beast. <laughs> he's injured right now. That's why I think he's out for the season. Yeah, and that's fine, but like, you know, just generally, generally speaking, yeah. with the team, generally speaking, it's like, like, even if they don't win this year, it's like, I'm sure they'll have all these people next year as well. So it's like, I mean, <laughs> but still, even without Joe Harris, I mean, KD Kyrie is already enough, and then you add Seth. <laughs> it's like, bro, Seth can easily be, I don't want to say the best six man, but one of the better six men, at least in the league, because there aren't too many people out there right now that have. Know, a lot of good scoring power coming off the bench. Like a lot of people's bench right now is actually pretty bad. Outside of like maybe Phoenix, um, the Warriors have like a few pieces. Like I know in pool and, and, <laughs> and they got Looney and, and they got somebody else. Oh, um, oh, Gary Payton Jr. Right. Yeah. And um, I think the Clippers got some decent players that are coming off the bench. I'm not sure. Right now, with the injuries, if uh, Reggie Jackson is starting or not, but I know that he was coming off the bench and he was playing really well in the role for them. So, but there's really not a whole lot of like great. Players. But I'm gonna throw in another hot take. I think Tyler winning six man of the year for sure. Who? Tyler Hero. Oh, I think I say, yo, that dude, yo, he he balling out this year. I think he's got the six man year hot take hmm. <laughs> see damn I gotta I might, this might be a next episode real response for me because I just don't have enough like, knowledge to debate it but so between because I know you got Kyle you got um, Jimmy you got um, 
Bam. Who else starts? I'm assuming Duncan and somebody else, or who are the other two starters if Tyler's coming off the bench? I want to say, I want to say, um, he is starting. Um, Duncan Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they play today? Let's see. I don't think so. Well, regardless, why you looked it up, I mean, it, <laughs> like to what you just said about how they got, you know, Seth Curry is kind of maybe a good six man, but obviously not the top of the six men. But then Tyler Harrow's there. <sighs> I, I don't know if Jordan Clarkson's been doing hot the whole year. Like, obviously, he's had a big ass game, but I feel like we know Jordan Clarkson sometimes he had those games where it's like, damn, bro, you're you doing too much. <laughs> you know, yeah, sorry. Lowry, <laughs> Robinson, <laughs> Butler, Tucker, and Bam. Yeah. So he's he's scoring twenty plus or oh, twenty Tucker. Okay. Bench. Yeah, okay. I know he was coming off the bench, so I, I think like so that's why I said that. I think he legitimately took all that slander from like the bubble year and last year seriously. He improved significantly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I give him that. Yeah, he had he had a big reason why they went in games. Yeah, for sure. Like there were some games where Jimmy wasn't showing up and Tyler Hero was like, All right man, like I got it. <laughs> I mean, he said uh, himself, like to your point with the taking the slander stuff, he was saying he felt he's as good as Devin Booker and everything, and that's kind of how he looks up to himself. So, hey, I mean, <laughs> he, he put his money where his mouth is. Yeah, I, I, honestly, that, it's hard to say if he is on that caliber of player because while I like Devin Booker a lot, and Pat will agree with me on this a lot because we uh we talked about this a couple of times, he Devin Booker's I don't think he's in that elite tier yet. I think he's just outside of it. And I don't think Tyler Hero will be capable of being in that tier on this team because you know they do have Kyle now, they do have Jimmy. Who the offense is the offense is primarily run through Jimmy and Bam. If we're being completely honest here, so I don't think he'll ever reach that status on this team. And you know they also have Victor Oladipo too. So, but I think I do think if they were to ever trade him or if he were to not resign with Miami or for whatever reason he ends up in a bigger role, I do think he's capable of it now how soon i can't give you that but i just i don't see it not yet at least but i can't say that he's moving in the right direction to get to where he says he's at so it's not impossible that's for sure i feel that um looking at the i just looked up six man contender contention right now yeah uh this random this one first set i would pulled up covers.com um they have tyler hero under 10,000, minus 10,000, but then everybody else is, is over or plus, and the rest of these names, I'm just like, eh, I don't think they're in contention. So to your point about they're not really being good uh, contenders, because they got Kelly Oubre, Kevin Love, Montrez Harrell, Jordan Clarkson, Buddy Heal, and it's like, I don't think uh, they're going to be in that same level of, you know, Kevin Love will be, be my number two. Kevin Love? Yeah. But Honestly, I, that's I, fair. I, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I can go Tyler Hero number one. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think Tyler Hero's got it. Like, I think he's got it in the bag, and it's like without question. That's just that's just me. <laughs> yeah, even just seeing those names as the quote unquote closest people to him is, is like, yeah. <laughs> but Kevin Love is a good second though. I like that you said that, Pat, because yeah, the Cavs. Yeah. Have, oh, that's another team in the East. The Cavs have been going. Yeah, off. I forgot about the Cavs. Cavs They've Cavs. been losing a few games lately, but they got some young beast on that team. Harlan mm-hmm. Mobley. Mobley is a beast. Say that again. So is Garland. And I said the Loki a sleeper team. Like there was one point in time where they were like third or fourth in the conference, and like no one said anything about it. And I'm just like, damn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, don't get me wrong. You got about fifteen thousand 
number one picks in the last 10 years. I mean, sh- about time. It's true, man. <laughs> like I said, bro, they they did. The NBA helped them out a lot with all those picks. But I think I told you this, what, was it last week or the week before? The Sixers never got enough slander for tanking either because that whole process shit, man. They had a bunch of them in quite a few consecutive years as well. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they got lucky finally with Embiid. Facts. Yeah, he was hurt for a good bit too when he first came in. So, yeah. Right. He was waiting to see too. But, um, yeah, they had. Who did the, who did the, who did the Sixers pick? They had, like, Okafor, yeah. Nerlens Noel, Embiid, yeah. Simmons. They had Fultz, but the whole shoulder situation. Word. Oh, yeah, I forgot they had Markel Fultz. Yeah. How's he doing out there? He's in Orlando, right? I think he yeah, just he, came back. Mm-hmm. He just came back. He was hurt, I think. I don't know. It might have been ACL or MCL, something like that, with his knee. But he just came back, and from at least the first game, because I saw a little bit of his return and just kind of some highlights. <laughs> I like he was doing all right. So yeah, I know for sure well the team first... itself. Good. Oh, yeah, he played pretty good the first game. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I know for sure the team itself like they already embraced some stuff. So like the chemistry and rapport is there. But uh, we have to see. Like I don't think that's been anything crazy change game change wise. I don't. I haven't heard like the Magic winning a bunch of games now, but. I feel like, you know, just having a bag is good, one, as an NBA fan, two, it should definitely help the Magic, because, you know, they, they need to, I feel like, like all the young place, young pieces play together and develop more, so, false is part of that, too, because he had a lot of high potential and a lot of high praise, but damn injuries and the whole shoulder situation in Philly, so. That injury was crazy, bro, like, that whole situation of, from start to finish, or even till now, still, it's like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> what happened like that's pretty much always <laughs> what the heck because Philly's saying one thing about his shoulder he's saying another thing they're saying oh he look healthy he good now like we diagnosed him he's like nah I'm not good so I'm not playing <laughs> right I don't know but uh, injuries in general just suck but that was that was one of the real suspect situations out of all the injuries that we've seen recently other than maybe like Kawhi's in San Antonio, but Kawhi was like not about it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say between that one, the Kawhi one you just mentioned, and I think the KD and Warriors situation, where like I think the whole Warriors stab was kind of getting slandered because I think they're basically like trying to force KD to play when he like has some injury, and KD's like I'm playing, but you know what y'all doing kind of thing. Like I'm gonna go hoop because I want to hoop, but yo, like why y'all egging me on, pressuring me like oh yeah, you can be alright. <laughs> yo, and, and another note here, that, that's why the Clippers probably not saying nothing about quiet injury. Like, nah, last time somebody said something, he left the team. <laughs> Back, LA, LA playing their cards right, man. They're like, you know what? Let's just let this man do what he's going to do because it's proven that, A, if he's not going to want up out of here, he's just going to leave regardless because he left Toronto too. Like, he's going to do what he wants to do at the end of the day. Like, there's yep. no change in that. Like, so you might as well just let him rock. Because once you sign Kawhi Leonard, you sign up for him having his freedom to do whatever he feels like is necessary for him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, so let him rock so I can keep him. <laughs> Facts. But uh, we got to take a step back here. So we, I made a note of championship caliber team. So who y'all got? Who y'all think is going to make it? Who y'all think is the real, like... Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, we did the East. So, well, I did the East. I did Brooklyn, um... You know, if, uh, I'll, 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 I'll give you my take of four. I'll do Eastern Conference Finals, West Conference Finals. So, you know, uh, in the East, I would do Brooklyn versus uh, Milwaukee. You know, rematch of, kind of last year. And then the West, I would do... I, I still think Golden State is going to be up there. Um, I, I know they got some some games right now. So, I'm, I'm going to do Golden State and uh, Phoenix. Yeah. 
I can't disagree with that. That's where, that's where I was going to go with it as well. Just because, like I said, for right now, I, I feel like the East is tougher than the West. That's just my opinion. I mean, I know the Jazz is, like, low-key sitting at fourth seed with a decent record and whatnot, but it's like... We know, we know what the Jazz is. <laughs> we don't know what their sustainability is in the playoffs, so we, I kind of feel like I'm just going to overlook everything from them down. <laughs> they're a regular season team. Right. I, I can see Golden State and Phoenix duking it out in the Western Conference Finals. And then I can agree with your Brooklyn and Milwaukee Eastern Conference Finals, but if for whatever reason the Philly situation works out the way a lot of people are thinking it will, I can see that happening as well, but... James Harden, as an avid James Harden hater, I get it. The dude is nasty, but he is a regular season player. Yeah. He's proven to choke in very important games multiple times and time again. So I, I can't see it for that reason, but I can see it for the same reason that it worked out the regular season. He choked the other night. <laughs> yeah, bro. He played like dog shit. <laughs> I looked at the fans like one for 12. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> I know, I know Alec Kai got something to say about that. I, I know it. I know it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a Harden fan and a Embiid fan, though Harden makes it damn hard to be a fan of him. Um, <laughs> and I honestly, like, I, like, I'm not, I can't say I'm biased because I'm right there, too, when it comes to his gripes and his faults. Like, I'm the same thing. To, I'm the same way, like, yo, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> so, for my East picks, I think I have to agree with both of you. And I think it's the safest and most logical bet right now is uh, a re- uh, yeah, a rematch of so the Nets and the Bucks again in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, and then like DJ said, um, if the Philly situation works out, if Harden, you know, plays to what we know he can do in general, but, you know, consistently, and then also keeps up that uh, amount of play in the playoffs, then, yeah, they are a scary team because between, like, we've seen what him and Embiid have been doing so far up until, you know, that Nets game especially where he kind of shit the bed, but you know, before then, they've been doing some, some damn good basketball over there. Um, but you know, we gotta it's, we gotta wait and see. We gotta see it actually work out. Um, so I, I would say the Nets are a safer bet just because you know, KD is KD. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. even if Kyrie's missing game, they got Kyrie and Seth adding to that team. Uh, Drummond doing just enough, and then Ben Simmons once he starts playing too. Um, and then we know the Bucks you know, defending championships. To be honest, we can't can't write them off. Um, yeah. And then for the West, I'm actually going to change up a little bit. Uh, talk to some of my boys recently about this, and I think I've been, I don't want you to say I've been converted, but just based off what we've seen as well. For sure, the Suns. You're going to bring you know, up Memphis? Huh? You're going to bring up Memphis? Yeah. You know. So, <laughs> disregarding my uh, fandom, you know, Suns, even just from a unbiased standpoint, I feel like, you know, best record in the league itself. And then, just even without Booker and CP3, we're winning games. Now Booker's back too, so still winning games. Like this is a really complete team, and they were just in the finals too. So um, also defending finals uh, contenders. And then yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Grizzlies over the Warriors. And just kind of off of what we've already kind of got on them about, like Curry, you know, not showing up all the time sometimes. Uh, Draymond missing games because he's actually a really integral part of their team. Um, and just if they have enough to get that far, you know, with, with the piece they have, um, if Clay can get back to form, you know, at the very least enough to get them to that level, Draymond healthy and playing and everything works out and meshes together. But I feel like we can't count out the Grizzlies because they are the second best record in the league itself, second best in the West, second in the league. And then 
John Morant's been playing honestly like an MVP candidate. Um, that whole team itself has been good too. John was out a little bit with I think that like lower injury, lower uh, leg scare, but then they were still winning games. <laughs> and then they just got uh, Dylan Brooks back, I believe. So they've been hooping with or without Ja. They got, you know, part of their team they were missing. I feel like they'll only just get better. So it's hard to count them out for me because they're already up there. And what really are, I can't feel like we can't count them out basically, but like a better term, it's just hard to count them out. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. That was going to be my, my, my sleeper team because I think Miami, and uh, Memphis are my sleeper teams to where I do I think they're capable of making it to the conference finals or even the finals yeah but it's one of those situations where right now it's just based off of previous knowledge of finals and who's making it who's giving them true competition it's hard to see it but I wouldn't be surprised that's for sure like if Miami made it to the finals or Memphis made it to the finals I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised but like I said on paper it's just hard to not stick with the, the raw fact of teams that have obviously made it to the finals and, you know, have given everybody the proof that they're capable of doing it. So Memphis is definitely my sleeper team for the West. You know, like you said, they are hooping with or without Ja, regardless, and they're second in the West. So I don't I don't sleep on them at all. I think they're capable of doing it. But it really just comes down for them being healthy because I think regardless of Ja being the main person on that team or not, they have had a lot of injury issues outside of him because I know he missed close to 20 games, maybe about 15. And Jaron Jackson has been injury prone. Like you said, Dylan Brooks was out for a while. So if they can stay healthy. I can see them doing it. I'm not against it. I think uh, the hot take Jaws winning MVP anyway. So if y'all wanna, if y'all wanna give y'all thoughts on that, I think Jaws MVP this year. Oh, you think, you think he is too? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I can go with that. If it ain't LeBron, it, it's him. It might not be that hot, then. <laughs> at least not here. <laughs> Some people might differently because, you know, Giannis, Giannis is putting up really, really good numbers. Jokic is putting up really good numbers. Embiid is putting up really good numbers. So it's like... Jokic's numbers is actually crazy. I bet they're better than like last year, I think. Yeah. And Jokic just consistently does this on like a nightly basis. And, you know, the reason why I can see people giving him the MVP over Jaws, I mean, like, how often do you see Jokic missing games? <laughs> yeah, very really. Yeah. So, John had time to get his. Yeah. The only Unless reason, why, the only reason why I say Jaws MVP is because you think of, think about it this way: is if you take away strictly just the raw statistics of their individual performances, yeah, Jokic can arguably have better numbers, but also too, as you look at where the Grizzlies are at, man, like they're the wind chairs that this dude produces for the Grizzlies, you know, he's second in the West, and, you know, it's clear night and day that when he's there, he's a good freaking reason as to why they're that high. <laughs> so, yeah, well, uh, and, but, but you can also look at it another way, just like you said, um, if when he was out, they were still winning games. If Jokic is out, Denver is losing games. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I, I can go either way with it, but at the same time, too, to give Ja his flowers, it's like Memphis weren't even close to anything like this when he was not on the team. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he's good. You know, I mean, that, like I said, he, he, he's probably the most exciting, best young player in the NBA right now. For sure, for sure. I can, I can agree with that. But like I said, if Ja doesn't get it, I wouldn't be surprised if Jokic or Embiid get it. And then, you know, obviously Giannis as well. So 
out of those four, that that's my top four. I can't really. See the MVP race. I can't really give it to him. Well, I mean, I can give it to Braun, but it's like you know, with Braun being on such a bad team, it's like I don't see him getting it with with that said. Yeah, I mean, like I don't see them giving the ninth seeded Lakers MVP to Braun over Ja. <laughs> like I don't, I don't see that. Uh, yeah, it's going crazy. It's 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 MVP is such a hard award to give because there's always multiple players that are deserving of that kind of award like all the candidates you said even Braun is like maybe it's just the quality of players that are in the NBA now but everybody be, like there's a good amount of people that just be doing some crazy ass stuff like Jokic and his numbers consistently what John's doing with Memphis what Braun is trying to do to keep the Lakers playoff chance alive Giannis being a freaking nature and just being able to play one through five and be trying to show he's the best in the league like these are all good candidates, and they all have good arguments, you know, for them. Yeah. I would say, you know, Embiid, personally, even though I like Embiid, his, I won't say he's played too much as of late, but he has had some games where it's just like, damn, bro, you know, he's supposed to be MVP, and he has some suspect games recently. But even that game where Harden shit the bed, I feel like, even though Embiid himself didn't play super well, he still, still tried to do what he could, because, like, got himself the free throw line a lot and everything to, you know, do something. So, you know, he still tried to do something for himself. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of in agreement too. I didn't mean that Josh's a hot take, not a hot take uh, overall. I just meant probably since it sounds like we're all in agreement, him being MVP is not a hot take with us. But for sure, it is a hot take. I feel like because obviously it's been Jokic, Embiid, and Giannis, and a lot of people just going back and forth between Jokic and Embiid. But I can see Josh getting it too, and I personally feel like he probably should as well. Shit. And uh, yeah, I'm looking at the uh, the Kia thing. Uh, Jokic's number one, top for two is Embiid. And Giannis, and number four is uh, Morant. And then, dude, we need name Jamal DeRozan, number five. Yeah, he's been getting some good uh, uh, support for MVP as well. They've been calling him the MVP. <laughs> but, um, uh, see, he's another player that's he has some good arguments for him, and his, it's not like his team is bad. I, I, is he doing enough to where he's the focal <laughs> point of that team? Because I feel like he is the main thing on the Bulls right now, you put Levine there, but over you know, Ja, you know, I just feel like he's not over the others in the MVP conversation, but he is in it. Yeah, that, that's fair. I mean, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if either of those dudes were to get it, but um, you know, like I said, I just I think Josh should get it just because like I said, he's doing some crazy stuff He's taken Memphis to all new heights that they haven't been in a long time. And I'm I'm a fan of not giving someone the award every year. You know, especially with Jokic. Everyone expects Jokic to do what he does. Mm-hmm. And so it would add some new versatility into someone getting that award. I mean, like I said, it, uh, they were comparing Ja to, uh, what was it, D. Rose's MVP year. And they're pretty freaking similar. I give him that. So... That would be another reason why I'm just like, I'm not against it. But like I said, with Giannis being as good as he is, Jokic being Jokic, and Embiid balling out, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either of them got it. So there's no it's no big deal for me outside of that. And DeMar, you know, he puts up a good case. But like we discussed this, you know, it, it really just comes down to which team is more popular in that moment. And, you know, I think Memphis right now is a super popular team. I don't think really, I don't think people are talking about the Nuggets the way they used to at least <laughs> so 
we'll see. But if Jokic gets it, he gets it. Like, I wouldn't complain. Nah. Yeah, they just talk about Jokic. They don't talk about the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it. Because <laughs> so everybody hurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have Murray and um, Mike Porter Jr. But this, yeah. I was about to say, I was about to name some other people, but they're not big names like that. The only other kind of biggest name is Aaron Gordon, but that's just because, uh, you know, dunk contest and being known on the Magic. But, I mean, he's, he's been contributing too, so it's not, he's not, he's bad over there, but. Yeah, not, not a bad player. He's not a Murray or. He's like a Tobias Harris to me almost. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can play, I'm, I'm okay, but I'm not great. That's not a bad comparison at all, yeah. I like that. Tobias Harris of the Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little more than Tobias Harris be giving the Philly to the 76ers, though. I know that's a big gripe with that team is that sometimes Tobias ain't doing much. It's like, yo, bruh, what are we paying you I mean, for? It's been great because he got that dang mass contract. He's the most overplayed player in the NBA. Well, see, the, the thing I got to say about Tobias Harris is that I don't understand how, you know, when he ends up in situations where it's like, like you said, Alakai, what is he doing over there? Like, you shouldn't be surprised. I mean, you're pretty much getting the same Tobias Harris you got when he was in Detroit, the same Tobias Harris you got when he was in Orlando, where he's good, not terrible, but he's not that dude. So it's like, you can't, I don't, I mean, I, I understand Philly for whatever reason felt like they gave him, they should have given him all that money that he got, you know, whatever. That's, that's their choice, their decision. But as far as Tobias goes as a player, he was never really like some crazy championship caliber changing, you know, talent. <laughs> So, like I said, I, I, he's he's good. That's about as far as that goes. But he's kind of in the same place where I would say Evan Fournier is, where you know they they're teammates, so like they can consistently put up twenty and then randomly just stop. Yep. <laughs> so it is what it is. That's that's just my take on Tobias Harris. He's good. He makes pretty much any team he goes to a little bit better granted depending on how you view the money situation and whatnot it will depend on how you ultimately feel about it but i don't see him being like that big of a factor you know yeah that's fair i just i feel like you know it maybe just goes back to your point of he he just ain't what people want him to be or expect him to be but you would like to think or i would like to think i would say at least i would like to think that with harden being there now and how much easier Harden's already made the game for Embiid and Maxi. Like we've been seeing them two go off. Well, Embiid's been going off, but we see how much easier his buckets have been. Maxi is just elevated even more with Harden being there. You would right. like to think that um, and to, Tobias should be able to do something similar, but it hasn't really come to fruition. It's like, damn, bro, you know, Embiid and Maxi are feeding off Harden easy. What, what's going on with you, sort of thing? So, yeah, we'll see though. Falling. Really, Philly, Philly's situation really just comes down to how well. James Harden performs on the spotlight. So, because I mean, Embiid, Embiid has already proven that he's going to show up regardless. You know, I don't think Embiid has had too many games where, especially in the playoffs or postseason in general, um, where he has underperformed or, you know, didn't meet expectations or wasn't even close. I don't think Embiid has had too many or if any games like that. So, mm-hmm. You can expect to get Embiid at all all times. His biggest question mark is if he can stay healthy, which this year has been relatively good. Knock on wood for him. So, um, you know, like you said, Max has been playing well. Uh, Thibault's a good piece for them. It really just comes down to, you know, if James Harden shows up or not. <laughs> That's really, That's really it. And if Tobias gives him 15 to 20. <laughs> yeah. I don't even need to do that if James Harden shows up. Like, Tobias can give them yeah. like... Maxi could give them eight. Thibault could give them eight. If 
you know, Harden and Embiid are giving them 25 plus a piece, like they're going to win games regardless. So it really just like, it boils down to, you know, Harden's ability to show up. True. And Maxi was giving them like damn near 32. So yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Just, just, just Harden showing up and then Maxi stays around where he's been, then even that should be good enough, at least offensively. Right. Like I said, I'm, you know, I'm excited to see what they do, you know. Uh, I don't really, like I said, I'm not a James Harden fan. I'm an avid James Harden hater. Strictly, you know, for certain reasons, you know, the foul, the, the fake foul calls, you know, you know, looking for fouls and just the not showing up in the playoffs. But he does well, you know. I give him his flowers when he deserves it. So I hope it works out for him. It would be nice to see Philly finally get where they need to be. I know they got, I know they got a... They got snubbed a little bit with that Kawhi shot back in Toronto. Ooh, <laughs> that was the lucky shot. <laughs> I know he was hurting after that one. That, oh, that's yeah. Bro, he was crying. Yeah, that's, that's, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> and then, then like, Toronto like, won the championship. Yeah. And then Toronto won the championship. Oh, yeah. It's not like it was freaking switched to like, oh yeah, money. It was boom. Boom, boom, dead. <laughs> I know that hurt. That hit the rim so many times. Kawhi had enough time to sit down and watch it. <laughs> I know that hurt watching that shit just bounce around like it's going in. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. So, I mean, it would be nice to see, you know, Philly or at least Embiid, you know, because I know he's been working hard and the injuries aren't really all his fault, you know. It'd be nice to see him and them in general do what they were supposedly expected to do over the last, I can't even tell you how long. He's been beat for quite a bit of time. He's just been injured a lot. So, yeah. It would be nice to see, but if I don't see it, I can't say I would be surprised. So. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. But, uh, covered teams. That's the East, though. Out of the West, man, you know, I really do, in my opinion, like I said, see Golden State and Phoenix duking it out. If Memphis were to make it that far, I would be surprised. But, it's just... As the collective team, Philly, Philly, Brooklyn, when they're all healthy, have been pretty sound, and so have Phoenix and Golden State. And the Bucks, right? And the Bucks, yeah, yeah. The Bucks have been good too. I'm not counting them out. They're the defending champs. I kind of usually any team that won the championship previously, I kind of just hope to God with no significant changes to their team. I just kind of leave them as. They're already in the finals because they were last year. So it's like you can't really count them out unless they make significant roster changes where it's like, all right, you have no idea how this is going to work out. So they pretty much got the same team. So that makes sense. Yeah. I kind of just have them already in mind that they're they're going to defend their title. So I'm just kind of thinking teams that would give them a run for their money. Makes sense. No, those are all good picks. And even like to to what you said too, if the Warriors do make it, I would be surprised. I know early on I was all in line. Yeah, I see a Phoenix and Golden State for Western Conference Finals. And it's just been more of their play of late, where it's kind of diminished a little bit, and the Grizzlies playing up to you know crazy, not even expectations, just over over um, exceeding everybody's expectations. But either or between those two teams, I think Phoenix should make it for sure. And then between Golden State and Memphis in the West, and then exactly what you said for the East. I think we all have been saying. Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, the Bucks for sure, defending champs. Brooklyn, kind of, pretty much for sure too. But you know, if Philly does their thing, they probably could slip in. Um, I guess over either of the between the Nets or the Bucks, I'm really not sure who would be the one. I, you know, obviously give it to the Bucks if defending chance, but we'll see. I feel like the East is more of a toss up between yeah. the top three, kind of four with the Heat there too. 
Yeah. I, like I said, when I when I speak on Brooklyn, I'm I'm strictly speaking off of a fully healthy standpoint. Mm. But then again, even not fully healthy, I mean, what were they a, a half shoe size away from being in the finals? So, <laughs> uh, yep. And that was with a that was with a hobbled Harden and no Kyrie. Right. So it's a, you can't you can't sleep on them because even with the injured team, like they were close. So, but like I said, I'm speaking from a fully healthy standpoint. I just think Kyrie, in my opinion, is obviously one of the best and probably more consistent players in the league. I mean, well, he was part of, what, the 50-40-90 club last year, and he's damn near on par this year, so. <laughs> That's, uh, I read my guy, man. That's why I think he should have been on that list over Dame. That's just me. <laughs> nah, D- uh, Dame is definitely, out of all the players on there, like, the first one, I'm like, he shouldn't have been there. And like, like I said, even though I'm like, oh, Dwight should have made it before Dame and AD, Again, AD has reasons to be there, though. Like, Dane, we, we don't have to go over it again, but he shouldn't be there. <laughs> he shouldn't be there. Yeah. Just generally speaking, he shouldn't be there. So I could definitely see Kyrie over him because Kyrie is a better player. Yeah. And actually, going back to the top 75 list, I'm glad we brought this up. I said I would get back to this. Was There's a lot of players on there that a good portion of today's world has never seen play. And I'm just like, I can't imagine a dude named fucking Henry not getting dogged by Kyrie's handles. <laughs> I don't even know some of those players, bro. They fucking play their games in black and white. So I would assume Kyrie would give the bucket, bro. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> the, the only thing I can say to that is that I'd have to, one, see them actually play because in their defense, like, we can say that about other other, other older players, but obviously they're the big name ones that, you know, we can't argue against because, oh shit, you know, we can't argue against Bill Russell, stuff like that. And yeah. they might obviously not be that level, but they might be, you know, that second tier, third tier, where they are right there, we just never saw their game, so we can't really speak on it, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah. So, but I, I get what you're saying, though. <laughs> we're just like, I don't know. It's comparing Bro. two way different eras, so it's it's hard to really say, in my opinion. If I can't think of the list off the top of my head, but I know there were a few names where I'm just like, who? <laughs> oh yeah, bro. I'm like, oh, who the heck is this? <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. The only thing, the only other thing I'll say too is that I, I believe this is correct. I don't think they took names off so i think they did like a 25 had people on did a 50 had people on and then 75 just added i don't think they ever took people off to my knowledge so that could be a reason too where they just are just adding people i mean that makes sense doing it i can see that that's fair whatever they already made the list so once they make the list they don't take them off but if we were to do how i would do it where we would just completely redo the whole thing every time <laughs> there's some people on there that is like in today's league with today's rules when you mix all that in it's like, you know, if you're going to compare an era or if you're going to make a whole list of people collectively, then everything has to combine as to how it is now. You can't say this person made the list based off of what they did only in that era, which you can't take it away from them. They did it and all that. But it's like if you're going to strictly name them as these top 75 best players, it's like you got to you got to have some give there. There's got to be some median to where it's like, all right, a little bit of this era, a little bit of that era. And I can tell you right now out of five of those names on that list, I didn't know. Kyrie would dog the shit out of him, bro. <laughs> like, I'm, there's just no way, bro. Like, they didn't even know what crossovers were in, like, the fucking 60s, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> but that's just my hot take. I just, I, I got, I'm a little bit biased when it comes to Kyrie. He's my favorite current player. You know, obviously, RIP to the Black Mamba. Kobe's my favorite <laughs> ever, but I just think Kyrie just has a skill set that you don't just come across every day. <laughs> so. That's fair. I mean, maybe if they 
just add a little bit to that. Maybe if instead of obviously they've been doing it for the anniversary of the NBA, so 25th, 50th, no, 75th. If they maybe kept it as like the top 25 each time, so they started with the 25th anniversary, here's the top 25 players of all time, or maybe up to this point, or maybe even that current era. Um, and then, you know, when they did it for the 50th, same thing. All right, here's the current top 25, of, you know, of this era or kind of you know, encompassing everything to your point, considering everything, all the current rule set and everything. And then same thing if they did, did that just now. Okay, here's the current top 25. You know, that would kind of feel like alleviate that because then you'd have more current players instead of trying to just compare eras where rule sets are different, uh, game styles. That's what makes it hard. Yeah. yeah. It is hard. That's and that's why even just the freaking... Ron and Jordan debate gets into like silly territory because people be comparing different eras and and I, we all I feel like we already harped on it where Ron gets more flack for his era but then Jordan right. gets that same treatment but you know to each their own it's just be honest when you come to comparison for both of them so I can really say to that like regardless of who you feel is the goat Bron. Yeah. In my my opinion, you know, like you said, if if they don't want to compare eras, because like I said, if someone did something in their in their career with the league, you know, like Bill Russell, crazy championships, you can't take it away from them. Once they do it, they do it. But at the same time, too, is um, going back to comparing eras. If they're not gonna do that, then there needs to be something that these people on this list are working for, because it's like, okay, cool, all these people on the list that I don't know their names, you know, I'm not gonna take anything they did in their careers away from them, but. If, if we're doing it that way, then what has Dame done to get on the list? Nothing. <laughs> Kyrie has done more. No, no. <laughs> how they did it now, how we just hypothetically said it, Dame's on the list regardless, I feel like. Yeah. Unless it was, like, strictly current. But even right. then... Nah, he, he would make it. But even then, we can still give some argument against him. I don't know how he <laughs> got on that list. He paid somebody. He had to, bro. He had to. Like I said, it's, it's got to be something with the marketability of Dame. But I just, you know, you know, like Alec, I said earlier, there's Dwight, who's one, you know, right? He's got like Defensive Player of the Year awards, you know. Dwight has way more accolades than Dane, so like, <laughs> it's great how he didn't make it. <laughs> block championships, like, well, rebounding championships. So it's like he's done well more, way more than Dame has. Wasn't he and, back on the, he was on the bubble championship team too with Lakers. He went back, yeah. right? Right, yeah. He, yeah. So he even got a ring too. <laughs> got a ring so it's like but even with that aside you know he didn't really play a huge role in it but he still got it but like just even with that out to the side like he's done way more than dame has because like i said dame doesn't have no assist titles dame's ain't got no scoring titles to my knowledge dame you know he's not a he's not known for defense so he doesn't have no steel championships he's not on all defensive teams to my knowledge it's just like what has he done to get on the all-time list of all seven, 75 NBA players all time to to really have an argument that he deserves certain people. <laughs> I mean, the only thing I can really give him is um he's one of the best clutch players I've ever seen. Uh, he's hit a lot of big time shots, not helped him get out to the second round, but he's hit a lot of big shots in um games. Not necessarily big games, but that's the only thing I can give them. But yeah, like, well, if but uh, yeah, time comes from. I'm not trying to say Dame's trash or Dame's not a good player or he won't be a Hall of Famer or whatever the case may be. I'm not trying to, you know, <laughs> I'm not trying to just say the Dame is this bad dude. I'm just trying to say like on paper he doesn't really have anything to back his story. Yeah, we, we can talk about him. But- 
I was just gonna say, going back to what Pat was trying to give him, which is shots and big games. Like I said, I get him. He hit a few of them. He hit a nice walk away on PG. You know, he's hit a lot of good regular season shots. But I mean, those those shots that he's hitting, where are they leading him? What has it led him to, <laughs> other than exits out of the playoffs? <laughs> but uh, you can go ahead with your little hot take. I know, I know you you about ready to throw it down. <laughs> I was gonna say like we can even make an argument against him being a lock for the Hall of Fame. Like I'm sure he'll probably make it, just you know, considering everything. But is he a lock though? Like I feel like we talk about how he's nice supposed to be on the NBA 75, and I feel like we all agree with that. And again, just for anybody listening. We know Dame is a great player, but it's just like, yo, you see that upper echelon of players, like, because I feel like he gets thrown up there when he shouldn't be. Like, yeah. He's not Curry tier, Bron, Katie for sure, Kawhi for sure. He's not there. I wouldn't even say he's like, you can throw Giannis in there too. I wouldn't even say he's like Embiid, Jokic. Um, and then like, while you're talking about uh, Dame and making and stuff, what he's accomplished, it made me think of somebody else. And like, I started thinking about Demar. I'm like, is Dame better than Demar? I feel like he's better than Demar, like just all things considered. Obviously, glad you brought that up because Dame's career path has been roughly the same as Demar's, where he's constantly get his ass whooped in the playoffs by the same team. Because <laughs> that's what that was, was Demar's downfall with LeBron. So every time the Raptors met up with LeBron in the playoffs, bounce. Every time the freaking Warriors matched up with the Trailblazers, bounce. Like he's out of here. Like they're not getting nothing. So, that's a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, and then now we're seeing DeMar perform and, you know, from what we can tell, I mean, not even what we can tell, I feel like this is, I feel like it's a great pawn lead the Bulls to, you know, potential, potentially some conference finals, we gotta wait and see, but he's doing his damn thing over there, but have we seen Dame do that himself? Like, I feel like the one time they made it, it was, I feel like it was both, what, Dame and CJ kind of doing their thing and just the team overall playing enough, well enough to get there, like, I, I don't know, I just feel like like you just said, they're kind of comparable players, and me thinking on it, yeah, we got Dame time and stuff. Yeah, Dame hit the big shots, but this whole season, we've been seeing that DeMar does that too. <laughs> like, it's the fourth quarter. Yeah. Yeah, DeMar has, DeMar has put on, you know. He's a, he's a very great player. But um, also, to anybody who may disagree with what we got going on, um, I don't want people to forget that Dame, for the most part, I would say up until the last year or two, has always had a pretty solid good team. So you can't say yeah. he's out here, you know, playing with trash. I mean, he came into the league with Lamarcus Aldridge, who was in his era, was one of the better respected power forwards in the league. Yeah, like Tim Duncan and whatnot. Yeah. So you can't say Dame is playing with garbage. It reminds me of those uh, Carmelo Anthony Denver teams. Yeah. Basically, uh, good teams, but they did. But Melo couldn't lead them to nothing. Melo right. was like a better version of Dane. No, he he really does nothing uh, defensively. Doesn't get assists. He doesn't make other players better. He's inconsistent. Like Melo, is just a, a a better version of Dane. But the thing is, though, is I can we we can say that Melo deserves to be on the top seventy. Oh yeah, yeah. Because, you know, he's got scoring titles. You know, he's got plenty of accolades, you know. Oh, yeah. So, it's like, he's he's done things that Dame hasn't done. And that's, that's my whole point to Dame is that, like, he doesn't have these accolades other than all-star appearances. Which, there was a few where, you know, he got, you know, he may or may not gotten snubbed. But, like, shit, he still didn't make it. So, 
<laughs> it's like, bro, I can't give it to you just because, you know, you gotta, you gotta earn it. You gotta do something to give it to you. Like, if he had a championship or even just a finals appearance and a scoring title, then I would, I wouldn't be as hurt about it. But it's like, I just feel like he's done the least <laughs> out of most people on that list, and just my doesn't deserve it. He had to be like number seventy-five. <laughs> Honestly, he was. I feel like he was at number seventy-six because they gave it to I think some other player. For, uh, there was something weird where it was actually seventy-six technically. He's probably at ticket seventy-six, <laughs> and they just threw him in because uh, for whatever reason, I don't know what the situation was with the other player and why they made it seventy-six instead of seventy-five. But if you look at the actual list, it's technically seventy-six. Wow. It was like it was some weird thing. I don't remember the details, but there was some reason why it ended up being seventy-six instead of seventy-five. Well, that makes sense then. So if it's 76, then I'll just count him as the 76 one, and then <laughs> I won't be heard about it anymore. <laughs> Regardless of the reasoning. <laughs> I don't care what the reasoning is. He's 76. <laughs> Actually, nah, fuck that. He's 77. Kyrie is 76. I'll make my own list. <laughs> that necessarily needs some tailoring. Thanks. But, um,. So far, we've covered about all the topics that I got that I had written down. I wasn't sure if you had uh, any special topics that you wanted to cover. There was one post I seen last night that they kind of want to talk about, but if y'all had something a little bit more important on the on the schedule, y'all can go ahead. Um, well, I got one I want to throw in there. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, like ever since he left Washington, has been balling in Dallas. Like I don't know what they were doing in Washington, but. Yo, that dude is definitely still got it. Like, I'm not a Spencer Dinwiddie fan or nothing like that, but just something just I, I is more not a topic as much as something I've noticed that, yo, bro, that was a good a good move for Dallas. I thought they were just trying to get rid of Pazingas, but in the end, they ended up getting a really good player. And I guess Washington, as usual, just doesn't know what they're doing. Well, yeah, that, that's yeah. expected. <laughs> yeah, Washington. I mean, they were. They, <laughs> I mean, we know it's not consistent and more of a kind of a fluke because they definitely started off hot. They were like, oh, yeah. For a little bit. Um, yeah. But we see that died down. Um, but Beal has been hurt, right? Or his wrist, he's not doing surgery, so he's out for the season or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, I know he was hurt. Okay. Yeah, so I was going to say, I know that's obviously a factor. I know Rui, uh, Rui Hachimura was out, I think, at the beginning. I believe he's back now, but I think he was hurt, too. Um, so they were a little injury prone. I think they also kind of like the Hawks had a lot of COVID protocol situations. Um, and then surprisingly, though, Kyle Kuzma has been hooping um, relatively consistently. Uh, but to your point, yeah, like overall, it's like I'm not expecting much from the Wizards. Um, aside from Kyle kind of showing out, there hasn't really been much I feel to talk about with them. And then obviously them starting off good, but then that spurted out. Um, I don't think Porzingis has been making noise over there either since he's been traded was, there. Uh-oh. I think his debut was pretty good, but I don't know since then. Yeah, and then, yeah. He's been about as... He's been about as Porzingis as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. The glory days of Porzingis are over. Like, as soon yep. as... The, the moment he left New York, those glory days are done. <laughs> yep. He can't stay healthy. <laughs> yeah, he really can't. And he's not as good as people think like for what he should be he's not that good in my opinion like he doesn't really play around the rim so there's that factor he doesn't like grab boards like that or nothing like he wants to spread the floor and it's like bro that's fine but you gotta play inside out too like you know we know mb takes some shots cat freaking winning the three-point contest over all-star weekend but they also 
dominate and play really well inside the paint too. So they had the liberty to be like, okay, I'm gonna take this three point shot because, you know, the the opposing player is like, now nah, I'm gonna guard the paint. I'm gonna come on, gonna come down here and work. And you're like, all right, bet I'll shoot this too. Now what you gonna do? And that's right. why they're like top centers. But before they ain't that, he's just like, I'm gonna shoot this three. It's like, bruh, <laughs> go down to the, the hoop, bro. You seven foot. <laughs> I'm looking at his stats for last game: fourteen points, three of thirteen shooting. Yeah. Like I said, about as Porzingis as he can be. <laughs> all, all jumpers, too. <laughs> all yep. jumpers. Yeah. Porzingis, bro, like, uh, speaking of Porzingis, so I actually read an article on him, you know, between the beef everybody was saying he was having with Luca, Mark Cuban, and all that, that drama going on in Dallas. Ever since that originally started, and I don't know if this has been secretly a part of his game, I don't really watch, I don't really watch Porzingis play, I don't really care for him, but his shot selection when that beef started, got ridiculous. And, like, it was stuff that, like, Kyrie-type shit that you, you expect Kyrie to make, and he's taking them. He's not making them at all, but he's taking them. And it's like, I don't know if he's developed that that mentality or that habit of that shot selection, but it has been bad. <laughs> and he's, he's, he's got a bad culture he's, uh, he's bringing into his game. So, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see, I don't see it. <laughs> he, he's finished. You know I hate him. Yeah, all all Knicks fans hate him. Yeah. <laughs> Knicks fans are not about it. Knicks fans are happy. He's gone. You know, they've moved on from the Porzingis era, and they're they're ready to they're ready to go for the Zion sweepstakes now. Yeah, all in, baby. Nah, that that would be fun to watch though. If that happens, it, that would be exciting. Because then you got you know the chemistry side of um, Barrett and Zion too, and. I feel like when you do get players that play college or play when they were younger together, they that chemistry is something else. You know, we had the banana boat heat with uh, Braun and Wade, and that yeah. chemistry was crazy. So that is a factor too. It's like you put people that want to play together together, they they should show out. And we see what Bear has been doing and developing into, and we know what Zion can do. So that'd be scary. When you have people who legitimately want to play together, like especially people who are friends, like you said, Braun and Wade, like they'll work it out regardless. Mm-hmm. It's different when you just take two raw talents and throw them together and like they don't really mesh like that or they don't fuck with each other the way people think they would. It's like, like, like perfect example of this and Patrick will back me on this because we just talked about this recently was like Melo and Iverson. Like you just take two talents and just throw them together and like they don't, they don't, they never fuck with each other like that before. There's just two people who are just good at basketball. Y'all just put together. <laughs> That was a nightmare. <laughs> that's that's fair. <laughs> but like I said, if if Melo and Iverson were homies, like they were they were dogs like that, I'm pretty sure they would have worked it out. Iverson would be like, all right, you run the show, you do this, the way D Wade and Braun did, or Melo would be like, all right, you run the show, you do this, blah blah. blah. But they literally just took two people who were just like, eh, they're both good at basketball. We should win a chip. <laughs> don't work like that. Got don't always work like that. <laughs> Yeah, consider egos and stuff and mentality like I'm the guy no, I'm the guy I'm like, shit alright you, know, you both can't be the guy and if y'all both don't agree to be if one of y'all don't agree to be you know, less of the guy then it just ain't gonna worry out because yeah. Yeah. gotta be on the same page because honestly speaking of the Braun and Wade situation that probably would have been that might have outside of Dirk just being unstoppable that first year um, that might have been Miami's biggest downfall is that they really didn't defer to each other the way they did second and third year. So it's kind of like, a, I'm going to do me and then you can do you when I'm not doing me type of thing. And they were real cocky that first year, I tell you that. And, and don't get me wrong, I mean, 
if that run that Dallas did that year, like they beat a crap ton of good teams that year. Like they were really, they were better than what people even realized. Like don't get me wrong, I still think Miami probably should have won, but Dallas was nasty that year. Yeah, Dallas was Dallas was beating like you said a lot of good teams, and you can't you can't discredit that run, and that's why that first year in Miami, I don't even like. I don't take nothing away from Dallas. Like they, they played better than Miami. Like they just genuinely outplayed them. They had a better, they had a better game plan. They came, they brought it. Like they wanted it more than Miami did. Miami, I can tell you, was surely living off the fact that they just thought that they were a better team and they were just gonna be an easy win. And it didn't work out for them that way. <laughs> no, that's true. And I feel like, you know, not to get back to the whole Braun getting flag talk, but they don't take that aspect of the Mavs being that good and winning the, you know, up to that point into consideration. They're just like, oh, yeah, Bron lost to Dirk. It's like, you know how many te- the teams that Dirk and those Mavs did yep. that year? Like, they weren't a bad team. Yeah. And, you know, like you both just said, they quote-unquote should have won because uh, Bron, Wade, Raj, but just come on now. Like, give the Mavs their credit, too. Like, they right. earned that shit. Right. They worked for it. That's for the amateur. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, one of the last topics I want to cover before we uh, before we cut loose is uh, best player in the league, man. Who, who y'all think is like legitimately deserving of that title? Oh, um, currently, I I say uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's just healthy. You can't stop him. Yeah, I, I don't argue that at all. I mean, as a, as a Laker fan, bro, I want to say Braun because, you know, the way he affects the game and, you know, really just at his age, it's crazy to even think yeah. about. Even though he may, may or may not be arguably the best player in the league, the fact that he's still in the conversation at this age. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, KD up there, which... I can give it to him strictly for that reason because you know he has been playing really well and you know you know when he plays his team's winning games regardless of who's on the floor and I can't say the same for Brown so <laughs> um, you know you have Giannis as well and Embiid and pretty much anybody outside of that I can't say but yeah you'll get you too but anybody outside of that I can't say like they're the best player in the league you have just elite talent but the KDs the the Giannis's, the Embiid's, and obviously the LeBron, maybe Steph too. Those are the best players in the league. Like, like I said, it's a toss-up between KD and Brown for me personally. Of who's the best still? But it's just Brown's age. The fact that I'm still saying that is kind of wild. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's you're both are some good points. I think for me, the consideration is KD, Brown, and Giannis. I think personally. I'm might have to go with Giannis. If I think for sure it's between KD and Giannis for me. Uh, Bron for the same reasons that he's mentioned. Like the man's 37, what year 19? I think it is. Still yeah. doing this stuff and still putting up these numbers, and being the focal point of his team. Like yo, what the hell? Um, so that's why he's in contention, and he really is, you know, considered considerably the best player in the league. Um, for me, for between KD and Giannis, I feel like it's more offense versus defense sort of thing, um, and versatility, I guess. What you just said, uh, EJ, about how KD, if he's playing, like that's you can pretty much consider that most likely a dub. Just he, he's he can't even stop it. Like you can't stop KD on offense really. He wants, um, and it's not like KD's a bad defender either. But for me, with Giannis, 
Giannis also kind of can't stop offensively in a different manner because like KD can just pull up wherever he wants to and get his, his get to his spots and get a shot. Giannis can just make his way to the paint if he wants to, and he's also been developing his jumper and taking more of them um, and making them too. Yeah. And then on top of that, you know, Giannis can be anywhere on the floor defensively <laughs> at any point, pretty much. Like he's on three point line, somebody's driving in, next to Giannis is blocking a shot. It's like goddamn. Um, he's playing one through five, so. Yeah. I'm not. If, if somebody says KD, I'm not gonna argue against it really. But I think I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna give the edge to Giannis. Um, I can go with that. Yeah, but yeah, but those yeah. those three for sure for me as well. Uh, same as y'all too. Those consideration: Giannis, KD, Bron, and I have. I would say Jokic and Embiid just right below them for three. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Giannis is like I said. I originally said it was a toss up between Bron and KD, but Giannis is right there in my opinion, just just strictly because of his raw talent and athleticism he has he at this point in bronze career and not that katie was ever a good defender he is significantly better on that end than both of them so um i guess the way i'm seeing it is as like if you pull them from their respective team you toss them on like the orlando magic like how fast do those wind chairs go up and i think i just think katie will significantly lead to more win shares individually fully healthy of course but i guess if you're talking both sides of the ball i can't give that edge to Giannis. but i just i don't see i don't see Giannis making the magic better than kd does in my opinion <laughs> but you know in his respective team of course you know he's great definitely up there as one of the best players top three for me for sure um like I said, I, I still think it's a toss-up between KD and Braun, but it, it depends on, on how it's affected. Like, you know, while LeBron affects the game in a offensive way, whether that be scoring or setting up his teammates, Giannis may not be affecting it in the same way, but still scoring-wise and defensively. And then there's KD, who's just offensively, like, a juggernaut. <laughs> and whether he sets up his teammates or not, you gotta you got to respect his game and guard him. So it's what he does without the ball is going to be much easier for his teammates regardless of him just being on the floor so it's it's tough to say for me but like i said i i just give it to kd strictly just because he's just a juggernaut dude don't even got to be a good passer him being on the floor is like enough <laughs> yeah no that's fair I, I feel like i can say for sure bronze the best playmaker in the league right now and then or like overall playmaker slash elevate his teammates put those two together um with right. probably yoke is right behind him um katie's the best offensive player i would say probably would it be right behind him right now and then yeah Giannis is the, and then probably maybe curry right there be or maybe on the same level just different manner um but then Giannis is kind of the best overall player if we have to like split him up because it, it really is hard to, i feel like it really is just a toss-up of just how you look at it so Right. I'll say for me, putting it that way, that they all are top in those uh, regards. Yeah, that's fair. Like uh, for Braun, in my opinion, you know, just just strictly talking about his ability to set up his teammates, really comes down to how how well his surrounding talent is. It's it's tough for him to he can set up anybody. Like he can make anybody look good. It's just a matter of how well they actually perform with it. If that makes sense. And I know it's tough to play with LeBron because like there's this big more around him of just winning basketball and it could be hard on some people but you know given the situation like if you if you give Braun freaking I don't know Brooke Lopez Chris Middleton Drew Holiday those dudes look great with him 
I mean, they look great with Giannis, but they would look great with him too. So it's like, if you switch the roles, I don't think Brown's teammates would look good with Giannis. Like, he would just look good <laughs> defensively and offensively, of course. Because Giannis is not really a great passer, but, you know, like I said, it's really just all how you look at it. But I just, I think KD is just, at, at this point, just more respectable offensively than having to come down to raw athleticism. Because that's really what Giannis is, is strictly raw athleticism. While he has worked on his jumper a lot, he's gotten better at that. He's better at expanding his game. He's still strictly all power. <laughs> and in some aspects, that can't be brought to. He has been shooting a lot in the last like four years of his career, which I'm not mad at it. He's gotten much better at it since the beginning stage of his career. It's just KD, is his craft is just it's like perfect at this point. <laughs> he's so good at it. But I don't know. It's it's a toss up, but I'm picking KD just cause, just cause. Like it's like that dude is he doesn't stop. Like <laughs> he's gonna give you 30 plus a night, and you're not gonna be able to do anything about it. As far as that will, right? Yeah, literally. And I agree with all that too. And then just real quick to your point about Bron, um, you can even see it on the current Lakers team. Like you look at uh, Austin Reeves and um. Malik Monk and it's like you see how much better he can make them and how they play off him really well but then you also look maybe like at Westbrook and it's like it's not working out it's like even within the team you can see who can kind of all right yeah you know I, I get what Bron wants where I can develop into what Bron is trying to do and play off him really well and then you know the other side of oh no after that I'm, I'm me <laughs> it's like all right bro well yeah damn because <laughs> Reeves be looking good um Malik Monk be looking good. I feel like them two consistently are, are have been looking good the whole season when never you know playing with Bron and playing within this whole current system of Lakers. But then you have I know I keep going back to Westbrook, but he's a good example of them not really looking too good. Uh, like when it comes with everything working out. Tht not what people have wanted, so he's I feel like an example of not looking as good either. Um, <laughs> Stanley Johnson, I'm not sure. I know they signed him you know for the rest of the season and whatnot, but I feel like dollar for them. Okay, so but yeah, I feel like Westbrook and Tht are. The good antithesis of like bringing uh, Monk and Reeves because it's like night and day. Open for the Lakers, man. And I've I've been saying this for as long as this dude's been in the league. While THC is not bad, he's not that guy. And I don't I don't know if or when he will be that guy. I can't say he won't because he's only what like twenty. I think he just turned like twenty one or something like that. So he's still young. He's got plenty of time to develop. But I just for what it is right now is them trying to build a championship caliber team well i can't say his his role is just too insufficient for me like you can't really expect him to do these championship caliber things when he doesn't really have the experience yet so i feel like i feel like he won't get that on this team i feel like if and when they do decide to move on from him he will excel in whatever role it is outside of the la scene or brown scene but you just don't know and he's still too inconsistent to really to really put that label on him as far as being a contributor for brown but monk has been monk has been balling for sure like he he's been more than what we expected him to be on the lakers and westbrook he needed to go see a surgeon about his hands because they don't fucking work <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's all you say that is damn. Like I've never been hot on Westbrook myself. I mean, I'll give him his credit where it's due. But to how you were saying, just the you know his game play, his game style, the way he plays, and you know how they went and got him is not going to change anything for what they needed. Like I saw that too myself. Just 
you know, we know what Westbrook does. <laughs> so it was never going to work out, I feel. You know what you're going to expect from Westbrook. You're going to expect a lot of high energy, fast breaks. You're going to expect a lot of turnovers. You're going to expect him to miss a lot of jumpers. He's not a lot a good jump shooter. But the one strength that Westbrook was supposed to have was his ability to get to the cup at will. And while he's doing that, he's freaking wide open layups. And it's like the one thing you were supposed to be good at is now probably one of the things you're probably most terrible at. Like I don't And know. defense. <laughs> yeah. He, oh, man. His defense has been abysmal. But but no one's really ever expected Westbrook to be like a top defender. So, I mean, you, you can't even really fault him on that side of the ball. It's really just like his strengths, the ability to play make and get to the cup. And he's been really bad at both of them. <laughs> his go-to mid-range spot of banks, like, you know, his mid-range jump usually is off the board. Even that's been having terrible misses. Like, I don't know what's been going on, but it's not even like, oh, you know, his shot's not falling, he's hitting rim, and, you know, just, you know, it's off. But it's like, yo, you're doing your normal shot, you hit the top of the backboard, corner of the backboard, usually that's, you know, your money bank shot. What's going on, bro? <laughs> like, what is happening? Now, them, them shits have been hitting, like, the side of the backboard, top of the backboard. Every time he shoots, bro, I look away. I'm like, I don't even want to see this shit. <laughs> He's surprised when they go in. Facts. But when he gets to the hoop, like when he's driving to the lane, I'm cool with it. Like that's that's your strength, my dude. Like that's where you play the best basketball is getting to the cup, or at least getting fouled. And yeah, he's not even shooting free throws yeah, well. Terrible too. It's like his strengths from what made him Westbrook in the past. The guy we know and love is Mr. Triple Double have diminished like significantly. So it's like. Everything he's doing bad was still bad before, but it's terrible now because his strengths are just bad. (laughs) It just collectively makes it a bad look. But like I said, I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that he's getting significantly less touches. We're having to defer to LeBron and AD when they both are on the floor, or at least LeBron, because LeBron's been playing most of the games. But it it just hasn't been a good fit, and I really wish they would have picked up DeMar and Buddy Heald. (laughs) Honestly, you know, it's... LeBron the GM failed that one. Yeah, that was that was dumb as hell. Like I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I will always, always say this going back to the LeBron wanting a playmaker thing, and it's like, bro, Brown, we get it. You want Westbrook because his ability to bring up the ball, but like, my dude, you could hire me. I'll dribble the ball up the court for eight seconds to hand it off to you, like everybody else does. You're gonna get the ball regardless, Brown. You are the point guard. You're one of the best passers in the league and probably one of the best passes of all time since, like, Magic. So it's like, just accept that you are the point guard, bro. I don't care. Just get over that. I'm playing off ball. Because when you play off ball, you sit in the corner and you come up to the top of the key and grab it anyways. Like, I can do that. That's what you wanted. You pay me significantly less than Westbrook. Pay me 100000 I'll come give you the ball and then sit in the corner. <laughs> and I can shoot, so. <laughs> yeah. Lakers fans, not Lakers fans. I feel like everybody was looking at that like, okay, yeah, Lakers probably gonna try and go get Demar and Buddy because it just fits their team. But then it didn't happen. Everybody's like, what the hell? And that was like one of the weirdest moves. It was super weird, and it's like, bro, like the Demar one when it was by itself, it was a little finicky just because he can't shoot and it doesn't really help the Lakers' weaknesses, which was shooting at the time. But then when it was like the idea of we can get Demar and trade for Buddy, it was like. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Buddy and Monk on the perimeter, because Monk, I believe, shot like 41 or 42% from three last year, which he's still shooting well this year. Him and Buddy on the perimeter, that would work out with DeMar a lot. So I, I was all for that. And then out of nowhere, they just said, 
we're getting Westbrook. We're trading everybody for Westbrook, and it's like all our weaknesses and problems just stayed the same. <laughs> and they traded all those pieces. Well, so yeah, all you did was get older too. <laughs> yeah. Bro, I was I was kind of tight about it, and Pat Pat can back me on this. At the start of the season, I was like, I don't know, man. I'd have to see. It. And like after like five games, I was like, this shit is a wrap. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, I don't know, we're brown on the floor. You never know. And I was like, no, I I fucking know. Like it's not happening. <laughs> you know, shit is over. How bad West could be be when he's not good? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, we don't, we ain't trying to shit on any player just like they ask, but like within certain systems and just what they how they've been performing or lack thereof, it's just calling it how it is. <laughs> That's not been good. There's one thing when you get Westbrook with no expectation, like when he was on the Wizards, no one had no expectation, but they you know he pushed it through with Bradley Beal. They worked it out. They they made the playoffs, right? Or did they make the playoffs? Either way, they were in the plan or they had a. They had a really good run towards the second half of the season and whatnot, and that's fine and all, but you have no expectations. But it's like, at this point, you know, in Brown's career, he's older, not getting any younger. He's trying to win championships, bro. Uh, we got no time to waste. Yeah, bro, you're literally wasting this man's time. Like, I feel bad. <laughs> and then we got this freaking notebook of paper that gets injured every fucking five minutes, AD. Hot take. I think we should trade AD. This is a hot take. I think we should trade his ass. And I think a lot of people are starting to think that, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I love AD, man. I respect his game. He did a lot for us in the championship year. But at this point, there's no point in having you on the team if you're not going to be there. <laughs> it's like LeBron not getting no younger, so whatever. Get some assets back at least. Facts. Yeah, you think there's like – if you were to trade AD and or Westbrook, um, is there a certain player you think would you want to get for the Lakers that, that would fit well with the Lakers or just a certain uh, type of player, if not a name player? I don't care. <laughs> Just give us something to where we're not asked for the next five years. Because don't get me wrong. Once Braun retires, if AD is the centerpiece they're building around, they're going to stink. Like, AD's not... I feel like at this point in his career, he's never been healthy enough to really give them championship caliber vibes, even when he was having that tough run with the Pelicans and, what was it, DeMarcus Cousins and Drew Holiday. He's never healthy enough to really say that, oh, we're a championship caliber team. But... They're going to stink regardless. So it's like, I don't think they're going to be that good, especially with the West. You know, the Grizzlies getting better. They still, the Phoenix is there. The Warriors are there. The Nuggets are there. The Clippers, with fully healthy Kawhi and PG, they're there. So it's like, with Braun off the team, AD alone is not good enough to have them even compete like that. So you might as well just rebuild. You might as well just trade them and start over, bro, because you're wasting Braun's time. <laughs> Braun might go back to Cleveland. Hey. Honestly, if he go back to Cleveland with that young team, bro, they got a shot instantly. Like instantly. Especially if they keep at least Garland, Mobley, and Okoro, and Allen. Like, if they, if they somehow were able to keep all four and get Bron, then I, I don't know about rap, but they definitely Eastern Championship uh, contenders already. Like, Eastern oh, yeah. contenders already. Um, and then to your point with AD, I feel like for me, the thing with AD has been... He, I don't know why, but for, at least for me, it seems like since he got his championship, he just feels like, all right, yo, I, I did enough. I've proven that I'm this good. It's like, no, you haven't, bro. Because <laughs> I know this, there was like a period of time where he was like upset with I think NBA media and stuff, which is like, oh, you never talk about me with like all these upper echelon of players, like this top guy, or like you know, this all-time player. It's like, bro, you just got one ring. <laughs> like, 
and yeah. you got a LeBron. Like we're not, you know, we know what you can do, but you can't just be like, oh yeah, I did this, so give my flowers. Like we'll give you your respect for what you did to get that ring, but you gotta keep showing us some stuff, bro. <laughs> it comes uh-huh. like one one year. He, he been on his Tyler Hero drink. Thanks. And AD after that championship, bro, I don't know what the fuck happened in the off season, but that first like. It might have been the whole year, but I can tell you for sure, the first six months of the season, this dude was ass. Like, this motherfucker could not make a jump shot outside of six feet to save his fucking life, bro. Like, it saying, was dude. miserable to watch, bro. I'm like, get this dude off my screen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's not playing. He, like, he just decided he don't got to play up to up to par. Like, what we know from AD or have seen before. It's like, bro, you, you got to keep doing more if you want to consider yourself an all-time great. Like, we not yeah. give you that off of just this one ring. You know, not even diminish that ring, but there's just a lot of factors that are going to be, you know, used against you if you're trying to be like, oh, yeah, I'm an all-time great. Like, all right, yeah. you're good, but you wore bronze, so and we know he's an all-time great. You know, some people are going to come at him for the bubble situation, which, you know, I'm, I'm not one of those people, but just, you know, people are going to say that, though. And it's just like, bro, you got to you gotta do more. Like, you can't just be like, oh, yeah, I got my one ring. Uh, put me in the top 25 list or something. It's like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> we need more of you. <laughs> A little bit more. You still, you still getting paid, bro? That too. Like at least perform and show out. Like if you got the one ring, then you come in next season. You just dropping thirty bombs all the time. You no, know, this season two, dropping thirty bombs. Okay, you, you eighty, you that guy. We see why you got the ring, sort of thing. But it's been like, what was going on, bro? Like injuries are one thing. So you know that is what it is. It's, you are injury prone, but I'm not gonna take that away from your skill. But then with the skill side of things, like when you are playing, you're not always getting that guy that's expected. <laughs> What's going on? That's fair, man. Like I said, you gotta, gotta come with it. Gotta earn it. Then I yeah. give it to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody's just gonna give you that. Yeah, you're the top all-time great. Like, I know Brian is a goal consideration, but that man, since he came into the league, been <laughs> hooping. Freaking Curry, we see what he's been doing ever since he just turned up and decided to be one of the best shooters. Like. Giannis and whatnot like all these top players are top for a reason like I am so happy you said that bro because the first few years of Curry's career bro this dude's ankles were getting broken and hurt every other game yeah and like and him and Giannis just out of nowhere said you know what these people can't stop me and I'm just great <laughs> like it was random as hell <laughs> I'm gonna say even Giannis like you know baby face Giannis got the clips of him and like the Rising Star games, all the fresh fresh sophomore games, like oh, oh shit, Giannis is here. Like we forget about him in his early years because he wasn't doing nothing. And yeah. like to exactly what you just said, they made that decision. They're like, wait a minute, hold on, because he was better than this. <laughs> I could be great. <laughs> season said, you know what? I'm just gonna put on like 40 pounds of muscle, like randomly. Yeah. As far as Curry did the same thing, yo, he got real muscular. He kept yeah. it hurt with his ankle injuries. That man yeah, said, yeah. put so some got, mass on it, tight. protect my body. But that's AD, all, go ahead, go ahead, Pat. What's on his arm? is like muscular too, so I just don't fucking get it. I was gonna say that that goes to all of our points of like, eighty, bro. You can't just say that yo, I'm great too. Like you gotta, you gotta show it. Like these, all these players showed it, and they put in the work, and we see where they are now. We see how their body looks now. We see how their skill set is now. We give them their flowers, even if they don't, you know, make it all the way, because we know what they can do, and they're showing us. Back. You gotta show us that, bro. Like Giannis. He just got his one ring, but we see what Giannis been doing this whole season. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Giannis is a beast, man. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't be surprised if he get MVP or you know if they win a chip. Dude is nasty, man. Dude is so. So if if he was coming like AD was coming, and like oh you know you got to put me in all time great consideration. 
if anything, you'd be like, damn, Giannis, you're kind of cocky, but you're right, we got you. But Giannis didn't like that anyway, so we don't even have to do that for him because he just hoop and he helped us out. Giannis is one of my favorite players right now, just for that yeah, reason. Me too. Yeah, Mad humble. Yeah, he just he's done a lot, bro. You think about like the, the defensive player of the year, the championship, the freaking amount of points and rebounds he's getting on his team, and th- like I said, he's he's doing all this stuff that he's done in his career so far. Not only is he only 27 years old, but he doesn't even have a consistent jump shot to respect, bro. And he's done all this crazy shit already. Like I can't imagine like his actually getting a consistent jumper and like getting better than he is but like it's possible and that's the scary part and he's just hitting his prime people always say your prime in basketball somewhere between 25 and 28 and it's like he's just hitting that and it's we still got another if he's healthy knock on wood for the guy we still got another like four or five years of his prime like at the minimum If you get that jumper, we can kind of probably even see like a LeBron trend where you know LeBron more athletic and whatnot and dunking and everything. He still took jumpers, especially in the Heat years, but you know he played a lot around the rim more and driving in. You know, if Giannis develops his jumper, kind of the same thing. Like we see what he does now, driving in, getting to the paint, just being dominant down there. Um, but then we get that jumper going. Once he gets to his later years, could be a similar situation. Like you know, Giannis right. is still big as hell and tall as hell, so he can probably get his around the paint when he wants to, but with the age factor, you know, if you taking jumpers now, it's like, shit, we, he's still oh, something we gotta worry about, sort of thing. Right. I agree with that, man. 100%. But, I hope it happens. It would be nice to see, man, because he, he's he's a big part of what the league is doing going forward, and he's not going nowhere, that's for sure. Um, about all the topics that I had in mind. I don't know if y'all Y'all got anything else y'all wanted to y'all wanted to take on? No, I'm good. I, I think I hit everything I wanted to hit. Word, word. All right. Yeah, well, not necessarily this time around for me. I would just say probably next week maybe a little more. If anything, I'm definitely try to catch more of the games, especially once we since we're gonna get this going more consistently and whatnot. Catch more of the games, and then that way we can kind of just get like little recaps of what's been going on. But even at the beginning, we kind of did that because. The main recap I feel like was everybody going off, <laughs> so we, we did touch that too. So. Facts. <laughs> yeah, I'm good <laughs> on my points too. We touched everybody pooping, dog. It's crazy. It's, it's, it's fun to see. It is. It is fun to see. I'm glad the league's got more versatility and it makes it makes it interesting to watch. Because any given night with everybody, you never know. So I respect it. But I just can't believe Kevin Durant's 33 year old man and still can't brush his hair. That's wild. <laughs> don't put lotion on his legs. My say can't brush his hair. Don't put the lotion on his ankles. He is like, has no self care, bro. He's the richest no self care man I've ever met in my life. <laughs> when that man in interviews talk about he ain't really here for all that drama, all this extra stuff, he's one of them. He means it. Like literally, he's the one. Wake up, go ball, go back to sleep. <laughs> That's what he does, man. He don't brush his hair. He's. That's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Oscar from the Proud Family, looking ass boy. <laughs> so, but he's a beast at basketball so I ain't got nothing else to say about him cool 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 alright then well we have our, all of our points probably go ahead and end this episode I would say alright y'all any all right, last so, words for the folks uh, see you all next week man for some more of my crazy hot takes word I'm down for it next week <laughs> coming through Pat special guest I mean Appreciate that, Alex. Yep, yep. As always, man, I appreciate that for sure. All right, all right, yeah. 
Yes, sir. Consistent. Say we'll catch y'all next week. We'll keep it consistent, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, it's been the Through the Rim podcast. We'll catch y'all later.